across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Um, and I think the only question that we can ask after that um, that speech, the, the evening with the vote of no confidence, very tight, the um, speech from Theresa May is, I think we have to ask Narina Palo, how are your cats? Is it one cat? <laughs> is it multiple? Was it probably you had a cat? How that... has it got a very good memory? Well, I, no, I've, got, I've just got two new kittens, so I'm oh. attuned to the cat world. You had a cat that came in. Yeah. Narina Palo is here to listen. This is Catherine. Yay! Um, good evening. And we are live. If you want to give us a call, 0344-499-1000. Narina Palo, one of my favourite, favourite singers. I, oh, I don't, I'm not going to, you. you know, but... I simply adore you. You're fantastic. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. He's That's, had his haircut specially. Oh, bless. That's on one Thank side. Thank you. Uh, tell us about the cat. Uh, so, so yes, last time I saw you, I had a pregnant cat, and oh, she gave birth to four kittens. Wow. And uh, I kept one of the kittens. I've called him Dave. Yeah. Uh, he's very entertaining. And uh, my poor husband, who's massively allergic to cats, has had to go and see an allergist and get special drugs Good. for it. So, is he on drugs <laughs> just to keep the pet? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, am I right? Let's come a little bit closer to the microphone because these are not very good mics. But uh, the, the, the cat, the pregnant cat, you didn't own. It just kind of no, came, just, moved in with you. What happened was uh, we'd gone out for dinner yeah. and uh, we'd imbibed quite a bit and a bit more and a bit more. And my husband and I came in and it was like a rainstorm. And we got in the hallway and we're like, "This is there a cat in the house? He's like, <laughs> nah, nah, you just drank a lot, love. I was like, no, there's a cat in the house. And there was a cat in the house. Brilliant. We put the lights on and then I realised that she was really small and really wide. Yeah. So we can't let her out. And she's obviously pregnant. She yeah. must belong to someone. The next morning I dumped her out. Not dumped her, but, you know, she didn't leave. She stayed forever. And, uh, and she had these little kittens and they were so sweet. And... Because, uh, now, because we have a listener called Roger who stole a cat. Oh. He stole a cat. And yours sounds like, okay, you tried to, you tried to get rid of her, I've but had, she kept she, coming yeah, back. Yeah, and then someone did steal her, and uh, that upsets me, Roger. Yeah, Ro- Roger, if you're listening, uh, he, he was it the story, he was at work, and this cat came. Oh, yeah. And so he sort of just kept it after one visit from the cat. I think that was. That I was so, think that was the story, Roger. If you if we're libeling you, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you don't call in, then we know that you're a scumbag, and we will yeah. carry on calling you Roger. We Roger, cat snatcher, absolute scumbag. I've just got so I've got my very old cat Velvet, who's going to be twenty in March. That's amazing. That's old, skin and bones, and completely deaf. But and then just before Christmas, I got two rescue kittens. They were six months old. Um, who my boys, they had the wonderful names of Misty and Melody. And I said to my boys, look, they're, they're young enough, we can change their names if we want. And they said, okay. And straight away they said, how about Lucky and Mucky? <laughs> I went, okay, that's a great place to start. Let's see. No, we like Lucky and Mucky. And every time I'd, I'd say, have we got any more thoughts on the cat? Yeah, Lucky and Mucky. So is that what they're called They're now? called Lucky and Mucky. <laughs> <laughs> they're called Lucky and At Mucky. At least it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> it, although, as Kath says, calling a cat Lucky is... It's uh, the kiss of death, isn't it? tempting fate. But so I got these, these little cats, these little girls, and I got them just before Christmas. They're sisters. And um, Kat, uh, Catherine is not allowed cats. Uh, so they are kind of her cats by proxy. Yeah, I have to visit them. Come and visit them. Why are you not allowed cats? I've got a husband that just hates cats. Oh, how does he hate cats? I don't know. I'm wondering how much he hates cats. Oh. I'm wondering whether I can test that theory. But I'm very proud because when they came in, 
Uh, they were rescue cats, and uh, they spent the first three weeks just... I've got a piano, and it's pushed up against the wall. You know, the space between the wall and yeah, the piano. Yeah. They spent the first three weeks just in there, together. Hiding Just looking it. up like that. Um, so but they've just over Christmas, and now they've just started to come out, and they're now sitting on laps, and they're causing mate. Cats are the best. How is your older cat dealing with the, the She ones? is not very happy because I've had to lock the cat flap for a while, okay. so she's not cool with that. And the younger cats will go will go up and, and see her, and she's like, oh, okay, all right. But then they start hissing <laughs> they at her really and stealing her food. They can really make you think you've ruined their life, can't they? They've got yeah. that look, cats. They yeah. specialise in it. They're the best company, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. The best. Yeah. Now, you've moved. Uh, Dave has come with you. Dave has come with me. Uh, the, uh, Mum's called Joni. Joni. Um, and they're cool with the move? They, well... They were. I did the thing. You were meant to lock your cats up for two yeah. to three weeks, yeah. I say. And some people say put butter on their paws. I've never really got to the bottom uh, of that yeah, wisdom. I, what's that? that? Well, no idea. Isn't it that they're supposed to kind of they lick their way back or something? I've heard that. I've never it's done a that. Sort, it's, a, it's sort of things that Tory MPs do, isn't it, for fun or something? <laughs> can imagine something. doing that for well, kids. Not Rhys Mogg would never have a cat lick his penis. Let's just say that for legal reasons. For legal reasons, that has never happened. Why did and you I'm, give us that image? I'm sure it never would. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be hard to get that out of my mind. But... Um, yeah, no, but the... Uh, yeah, so so let's move this away from that. instantly regretting coming in. Why couldn't I come in on James Whale or Matthew Wright's show? This is not... This is not fun. Oh, my word. So you've had them for wait, two wait, or three wait. weeks. You've not put butter on um, their paws. That's correct. But they, they've gone out. Yes, but one of them, the mum is a Houdini. Oh, and I couldn't, you know, it's very stressful. Cats can make you very stressed. Did, there was this uh, wonderful article, I think it was in The Guardian, and it was about this woman with a cat called Kevin. <laughs> which I, love. I love those really prosaic names yeah. for cats. They're fantastic. I'm waiting to get another dog so I can call it Stuart. I think it's a great <laughs> brilliant dog. And she said, you know what, I thought... Um, I thought I felt safe and secure until I got a cat. Yeah. And it's like it's like having a really bad boyfriend, isn't yeah. it? Or that kind of never knowing where you stand with them. Oh, the, I used to, I've only been in this house for four months. It's not mine anymore. They own it. Yeah. They've got the run of it. They've worked out how to open the bin and jump in and pull out the the packets of food and yeah, eat them. Smart. And, and it's a press down to yeah. flip open oh, yeah, bin. I can how do you describe what they that? do? Like Super Mario. They must jump on it. <laughs> just bounce it open. Um, we'll put the headphones on, Narina, because... Um, Has got, Roger called? We've got a scumbag on the line. We've got a, a cat... He's a cat burglar, and I don't mean in the romantic sense. He actually steals animals. Roger, would you like to explain to Narina Palo, please, exactly what you did, you scumbag? Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. And good evening, Narina. Hello. He's libelling me. Ignore that nasty man. Tell us, tell us the story and let her she'd be the judge. Been, she'd been coming for weeks. The, the cat had been visiting where I do my voluntary work. She'd been coming for weeks. And no, she no, was it, no, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Notice he had to put on his voluntary work. It so, was, yeah. was, I I'm volunt- a very good man. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, carry on, cat thief. Well, yeah, uh, she, she was living. She was she was living in the warehouse, or uh, and sometimes she was spending time at the uh, place next door, the uh, car her house. <laughs> With her owners. <laughs> and I really felt I really felt sorry for her. And nobody, nobody uh, had got had time to take her to a vet to see whether she'd been chipped. So I took her home. Oh, took her to took her to a whoa, vet. Whoa, 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 whoa! The logical thing would be, so I took her to the vet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. All right, okay. And was she chipped? Yes, yeah, she was.
was chipped. I think uh, I, I called Kath about it while you, when you were off. Mm, Kath doesn't tell me what happens. <laughs> so go on, what I didn't believe well, a yeah, word well, of it. Yeah, well, what, what happened was that I took her to the vet. The veterinary nurse checked her for a chip. Couldn't find one. So I booked an appointment with a vet for a checkup. Yeah. And uh, took her back a half, half hour, hour later. Yeah. Oh, the vet found a chip. It was in it was in a different place to what they usually put. Oh, I say. She'd be missing for about two months. Oh, wow. So did, she, did the cat go home? Yep. Oh, you did the right thing in the end, then. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the cat went home. I can see why you called in, Roger. Yeah. I don't actually, well, be- I don't actually believe this part of the story, but... No, if you listen carefully, him. He's always bullying me. What was her name in the end? Did you find out her name? I didn't really, didn't find anything out, out about her, sadly. She was black and white, so we started calling her Oreo. He, he, here's what you need to do, man. This is what I did. Is I went on local, loads of local Facebook groups and found loads of different cat rescue centres and groups, and there's, like, big ones, like the Cats Protection League, <laughs> and there's small ones that's, you know, that are run from the home of, of you know, yeah. elderly couples. And just yeah. get on there and say, look, I'd like a rescue cat. What, what you got? What, yeah, what can you get me? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Do it, man. It's the yeah. best. It's the yeah, best. I'm going to get a cat. And get a black one, because no one goes yes. for the black ones. I'm I don't not, know why yeah. nobody goes yeah. for black ones. My first, my first cat was a gorgeous black cat with uh, green, green eyes. Because people think they're unlucky. In the, in the, I think there's two schools of thought. Some countries think they're unlucky, some think they're really yeah. lucky. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. My stray, the stray mum is a black cat. Yeah, I've always had black cats. Velvet's black, um, yeah. Mucky is completely black, and Lucky is black with bits of white. And, and I went to visit these gorgeous girls, and the people that were fostering them said, oh, no-one wants them because they're black. I said, oh, they're coming with me. No, they're coming. I'm not having that. And they're the best. I know it is. It's... I don't know why people have that superstition. Well, even years ago, it's silly. One of the one of the reasons I heard—I don't know how true this is—that people don't want black cats is because they don't look good in selfies. I can believe that. This now. is uh, this is one of the things, yeah. but I don't. I don't know, Roger. I po- I apologise <laughs> for calling you um, a, a scumbag. I accept your apologies. But I do. I do still think you're a scumbag. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Roger. Outrageous behaviour. I don't believe a word of that. Um... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's me. It's always weird starting the show ten minutes late, and it's weird times. We had the night off yesterday, so it feels like a Monday. Yesterday, I was in bed very early. Uh, Narina Palo, we said, you don't want to talk Brexit. You don't want to talk Brexit, do you? uh, No. Is there anybody anymore? Well, this is the thing, right? (laughs) And I understand why we didn't do the show yesterday. I listened to a little bit of it, and it was a great show, you know. It was was a a really important day in, in Britain. But everywhere is just like... Brexit and yeah. and coming up on the next show, they're going to be talking about Brexit for another three hours. It's so boring. It's so boring, and I don't understand any of it. I don't think anybody does. I don't, especially not Parliament. We're all we're all screwed. That much I know. We're all we're all doomed. Um, okay, good. I was worried that you might want to come in and go, but this is my chance to uh, show everybody that I I know what's. What's what in politics? What about our previous experience of Narina made you think that that's what she would come in and want to do? These, sometimes these <laughs> pop stars, they want it's like um, when David Cassidy didn't want to be in the Partridge family anymore, and so he did an interview with Rolling Stone where he was pictured naked and talked about smoking what? drugs. What? what? David thought, Cassidy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, killed his career. Oh, God bless his soul. Yeah, yeah killed no, his is career. He, is he still... No, how Died. Long? He died he did, about... Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone might have killed him off and he was still died alive. November, he died November 2017. Um, at about the same day as Charles Manson. There you go. Those are the. Did he die as well? Yeah. I completely missed last year. 
Really? It's like it didn't happen. What were you up to? I, I Cats. Think, I think listening to the news about Brexit, really. Now, what are you doing work-wise? Because you, you've come in just because you wanted to come in. It's not because it's like there's a brand new album. No, that I've nothing got to it. plug. But, but this, is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. But are you are you doing anything at the moment? Because you had... Now, Stay Lucky, was that last year? Yeah, last time I saw you was... It was just at the end of 2017. 2017, yeah. right, OK. Oh, yeah. So then what happens when you when you do an album and you put it out and you've written it and it's produced and it's it's, it's and you've done all the concerts to kind of promote what do you do then are you then going hmm i need to get another record going. no you tour so i spent last year touring right. a lot like a lot um here in in europe and loads of festivals yeah. and then you try and in between that you try and write for your next record yeah. which is where i'm at the moment because am i and this isn't a personal this is this is a criticism of the industry not you but no one's selling as many records as people were selling 20 years ago yeah. it's it's now, whereas before people you know an act a big act would make money on the records and then go out and tour now it's the other way around yeah, you, you kind absolutely. of the, the touring is is how you earn your living what's happening now is people are almost making records to have a reason to tour right okay so they're treating records a bit more like merchandise to be honest yeah and I think there's, I can kind of see, it's a return to actually what it was like in the 60s and 70s. That's, that was what was happening. Yeah. People were making their money on the road. And then they'd suddenly have a record that would blow up. Mm. But um, now, even if you're doing billions of streams, it's it's really hard to make a living. And songwriters, the cut on, on the way with streaming music is much, much less than it used to be if you were buying actual records. Is that, now we know, we know Spotify's a bad deal for artists. It is and it isn't. Go on. So, as far as the major record labels are concerned, Spotify's great. Because oh. they get a big chunk of money and they often get an advanced chunk of money. Oh, I didn't know that. And then what they do with it, what the big majors do with it, is they distribute it as they feel fit. Oh, so it doesn't necessarily go to the artist that's it's, generating it. it. Music business accounting is such a dark art yeah. that it's just it's uh, unfathomable. I didn't know that. I thought just Spotify was just a lousy payer, but... Of course, though, I mean, someone's making money out of it. If you think about it, one stream is point zero zero one penny. <laughs> but having said that, when we were all buying records, yeah. we were all say similar age, yeah. and we were paying what? If you wanted a hot ticket record, I remember paying 16 quid for mm -hmm. OK Computer. Yeah. Um, I do happen to like OK Computer, so I did listen to it. But you might go and spend that on a record, and you might listen to it three times. Yeah. But you'd paid all that money. Now, say you buy a record, or you go and you stream a record over and over and over again, yeah. you could effectively be paying for it more than just buying it once. Do you see what, yeah. you see what I mean? But music is... Ev I mean, Spotify is one thing. I, I, I'm not signed up to it. I signed up for a bit, and I just thought, actually, I'm not getting... I, if I like something, I'm going to... I'm going to buy the CD. I'm going to have it and I'm going to own it. Do I you like have it. a CD player at home? Yeah, yeah. And I've got tape decks. So I've wow. got tape decks. I've got vinyl, but I've, I've realised I've got no CD player. Oh, mate, get a, get a CD player. Except like. in my car. Well, yeah, I'm, you haven't even got that in your car, no, have you? No. When I bought my last car, I asked for a tape deck and they went, what? What's that? I said, it's OK, that's no, fine, I'll stick with this. But, but they were even surprised when you wanted a CD player, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were, but I like the physical... I bought some... They're, not, they're in my car. I like having a physical... Thing, thing to hold yeah. i like how they look on shelves yeah. you know i think they look well, stunning and, and it turns out we had this conversation on monday didn't we that you don't get to keep things 
the way you think you do when you download this them. This is the thing as yeah, well. Yeah, when your Wi-Fi goes down. When what you, do you do well, then? When your Wi-Fi goes down. But also, there was a, I've seen a few accounts of people have bought films on, like, Amazon or iTunes and then gone to the library, like, a year later and the film has gone. Yeah. And they've got in touch with the supplier and they said, oh, no, we don't have the licence for that film anymore. So you think you've bought it, but you don't actually own it. And no, they can that just was take the it. whole thing. Didn't Bruce Willis try and sue Apple a few years ago because the terms and conditions, I don't know if they've changed, but if... I mean, how you know the amount of times it comes up with agree, and yeah. everybody yeah. just clicks. Everybody yeah, yeah, right? When do you ever read the terms yeah. and conditions? No, you scroll down because you're usually in the middle of trying to do something. Yeah, but I think iTunes, it was the right to license the music, not to own it. And so right. I'm sure it's Bruce Willis. Wow. Maybe I've imagined it. He took them to court and said, I've spent X thousand amount of dollars. Surely I should own this rather than be licensing mm. yeah. it from you. So you technically don't own it. But there's also there are so many... Wa- this is one of my, my things as well, is that everyone wants everything for free. I could get any of your albums for free, either by yeah. going on YouTube or finding a hooky bit torrent site and download... Yeah. Everything is at... Movies are out there for free. You know, you, there's websites where the latest movies are in cinemas you can get for free. Um, and the, the podcasts, as we know, are free. They seem, and I, I worry that kind of people... There's a generation of people who, who are surprised that actually you have to pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. You think that everything should be free. And they don't think that, you know, to make art, yeah. take it's, it's, it's a job. And it takes, you know, that, that artist should yeah. be rewarded financially. That's that's the thing I keep coming up against. And we've talked about this, this before as well. Yeah. Because they're listening to it while they're having a good time in their free time, the assumption is that you've had a great time making it. And it's like, you know, uh, tuning to someone's YouTube channel that yeah. they're doing because they're hoping they're going to get, you know, discovered or whatever. Because you're giving them a good time it's somehow deemed to be not as um, valuable or serious yeah. piece of work as if they were, yeah. I don't know, buying, what would you say, a, what buying a book or something? Yeah. Pay the artist. But you see, people people are downloading books illegally. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of, there's loads of yeah. websites where yeah. you can get them all. You can get yeah. a thousand books in five seconds. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it is worrying. But I don't, you see, I don't know, I think, I think people just, I don't, I don't I think they do value it, but they value it in a different way. So they see the music, they might buy merchandising or things like that, or they might go to a gig, or... I think the actual thing that gets them hooked into you may have to be free first, Mm -hmm. you know. But then how many times did we all home tape? Like, every Sunday night. Did we kill live music? (laughs) We were all... Like, none of us had... When I was a teenager, I did not have the money to go out and buy the top 40 every week. Did you take the charts and and pause it when it was... Who was it in your era? Bruno Bruno Brooks? Bruno Brooks, And pause it when Bruno was on and then hit hit it again and all of that. Yeah. I I didn't, uh, but my sister used to... uh, used to do that. I did. I had my own radio station. Sorry? I used to make tapes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, Double yeah. deck. Do you remember double deck and you'd speak over it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, you still yeah. got those? I think my grandma had them. Mate, dig them out. That's, that's a week of shows. <laughs> There's definitely one tape for sure, and I must have been about seven or eight, and my sister was uh, my sidekick. And, uh, yeah, we made adverts and everything. Oh, wow. Find that. That's true. I you made adverts. What yeah. were you advertising? Oh, we made a voice change lotion. Sorry? Yeah. A voice change lotion? <laughs> yeah, you could buy these special tablets that were... 
<laughs> that were voice change lotion. Oh, now listen, this is great <coughs> because I, you, maybe I don't know how, how the next album is progressing. But Catherine was in a group. Ah, no, don't. Catherine, don't. I was in a, a group when I was nine in my oh. friend's garage. Catherine's got some got some you lyrics some that demos. you might you might be able to use. The only one I can remember is. I mean, no, this could be, it's tricky. This could be it. It's a tricky one to shoehorn in. Come on. Oh, man. What was really? the group called? Wow. 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 Yeah. That's quite good. Isn't it? We wow called... is a good name. And the chorus was, yo, we're wow. Yo, we're... It wasn't really singing. And then it was... Oh, don't make me do the verse. Go and do it. Oh, God. It went something like... <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite lyric of any song ever. I love it. Running down the speedway, chasing all the ice cream, yo. We're wow. <laughs> Running down the speedway, you know, chasing um, all the ice cream. You know, the Spice Girls are reforming to do a tour. I mean, maybe they're looking for new material. I mean, it's Posh only Spice a... isn't doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Did you play Posh Spice in the Spice Girls tribute band? I got you no. Know, what happened was we went out dressed as the Spice Girls, as a lot of girls did in 1996. We went out thinking that would be a laugh, and we got recruited to a. Well, they wanted us to go to an audition for a Spice Girls tribute band. Yeah. Well, Spice Girls were still going, called. I think it was called Nice and Spicy. <laughs> nice and Spicy. <laughs> but they didn't want us to sing. I can't work it out. I don't think they wanted the real Spice no. Girls to sing either. But Were you a fan of the Spice Girls? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I thought they were fun. Yeah, you and, have to be a miserable sod to not like yeah, Spice Girls. Yeah, and great you? tunes, actually. Some of the songs. Oh, so yeah. two really pop one. songs. Yeah. It's a fantastic pop song. Yeah, really Say so You'll Be There is my favourite. That's, yeah. that's a great tune. I, um, not so much, my boys, well, one has just turned nine last weekend and one's turning seven this weekend. But last year, maybe the year before, my youngest was really into the Spice Girls. He just, just discovered them and loved them. And he knew all their names. Yeah. And he would sing, what was the dirty one that he would sing? Oh, I want to make you holler <laughs> and make you scream my name. I mean, from a, what he was would he sing call? holler, which is, is about like a sex dungeon. That's their second album, isn't it? It's, Why do it, I know it, that? I think, think it is. And it's a dirty song. It'll take you to my... Pleasure, Pleasure room. room, yeah. Uh, and he would sing that. So, oh wow, is that the lyric? Oh, fantasy room. Completely passed me by. It must have been Mel B. Wrote See, that my daughters right. loved th- those ones as well, and they were not because so, we were kind of fed the line that it was all about marketing, and yeah. we, you know, it was a big. My kids had never seen a Spice Girls video, and they loved those yeah. songs. Stop yeah. right now! I, I love that one. Stop right. Anyway, so <laughs> last year we'll do the adverts in a bit. Sam, making the adverts great. This is more fun. Uh, so last year I took them to a Spice Girls tribute. Act uh, um, I think the Wickham Swan. Were you in it, Kath? <laughs> no, sadly, <laughs> they never came back to but me. So I took them, and it was great. Although they sang, th- th- there was one bit they went, um, you know, there are not just great songs by uh, girl-, girl singers like the Spice Girls. There are other great songs, and here are some songs by other great females. Oh I'm no, thinking, no. And they start singing "We Are Family" and stuff like oh. that. I'm thinking, mm. the Spice Girls had enough songs to fill out a show. Anyway, halfway through it. Um, it, it all kicked off in the audience in the balcony. There was a fight. What? It, it was, I was the only. We were the only blokes there. Where was this again? This is at the Wickham Swan last year. We were the only men there. It was all stag. The Wickham Swan. It was all hen nights. It's all hen nights. And uh, earlier on, someone ended up in the balcony and won a bottle of wine, and they obviously just caned it because oh, it kicked no. off. And and then the band sort of kind of walked off stage. The house lights came up, and it's these women arguing, and everyone starts going, "Kick them out." <laughs> and I'm there with the boys, and my boys going, Daddy, what's happening? I said, Oh, it's just a bit of fun. And then security eventually came, and this woman, the woman, the troublemaker, she was being escorted out. She bent over, pulled down her trousers, moved <laughs> to the entire week of Because these are all 90s women. These yeah. are all our generation yeah. of women. I yeah. think they've not been out for a while. We were the Madettes, weren't we? We were, we were a bit too much yeah. girl power, I think. <laughs> a little bit Could too see much her girl power. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, I, 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 I'd like to go and see him, but I don't want to see him in a stadium. I don't like stadium gigs. No, and the thing is, it's not, it's not proper if they're not all of them. Because no. you kind of need posh to be there doing nothing, really. <laughs> I mean, she does the peace sign. Yeah, because it's just, it, that's, the, that's their energy, yeah. that's their synergy, yeah. you know. But then take that and go out with three of them. That seems to be uh, cutting it a little bit fine, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. but it was always Barry Gardner. Sorry, what's his name? Barry. <laughs> Barry, Barry Gardner. <laughs> Barry Paul. I always call him Barry. He looks like a Barry. He does, and he sounds a lot like a Barry. Do you remember him on Saturday Swap Shop? Or what was it, Saturday Superstore? Was that when he won the Christmas yeah, song for and Christmas he, I just remember him wearing this scarf. Yeah. It was a horrible scarf. Yeah. And I've never been able to like his music ever since. Yeah. Uh, yeah he was take... one of those really old-fashioned kids, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He now was, was an old-fashioned 40 man. when he was 18. <laughs> so, so Stay Lucky was 2017, then you toured. Do you, like, do you like doing live shows? You must like doing live shows. You, yeah, yeah, I do. You hesitated slightly. I do, but I have an eight-year-old son, and so if I go... And like last year, I didn't think straight, and when my agent put this run of shows together, there were nine or ten shows back-to-back, but in different cities every day. Oh, right. You must have done this before, right? Yeah, yeah. Different. So you're just going all over yeah. the place, zigzagging. And I also... F- just really struggle with being home away for more than about three or four days. Yeah. I really miss my kids. Yeah. And I like that routine. I like I like being a mum. Mm-hmm. I find it really yeah. lovely. Um so and I did a lot of it and I did um some stuff abroad as well and that's the only drawback I right. think is that travel. It can it can be a bit draining. But live, yeah. It's the best. Yeah, really. You, you, you Yeah. You like it that much. Yeah, because it's you never get the same thing to I mean you do live radio every day. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Every show is different. Yeah. You think it's going to be the same. But you're not but... A bit nervous because you're you're in front of an aud- you know, it's, it's noise. And obviously I was going to think about um people wanting stuff for free. I was going to say actually for artists like you who have a very loyal fan base, mm. they are more than happy to even buy different, you know, different formats, you know, yeah, and the coloured vinyl. Yeah, they're amazing like that, yeah. Artists like you kind of have those yeah. fans that are like, yeah, we'll pay for this, oh, definitely. Because I think they they instinctively understand that is how I keep doing it. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's a cottage industry, effectively. Yeah. Uh, but but the, do you think the nerves going out in front of a few thousand people, is that... Is that gone now? No, no. It's always there. Really? Yeah, you stop doing it if you don't get nervous. Even though you know that they're all there because they want to be there to see you and, you know, uh, they want you to win. Yeah. You still feel... Yeah, because there's always... It's funny you're talking about Brexit. Mm. I have had to stop talking about it at gigs mm. because sometimes I misjudge the audience. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> you play some of the quite, more Brexity parts of the country. Quite fatally, yeah. And, uh, and you get hecklers, and so you have to learn to, to really? deal with it, yeah. Even though they're there for your music. Yeah, and occasionally you get the odd, very s- sort of, like, sniffy email about you not talking about politics on stage, so... Wow, shut up and sing. Yeah, yeah, pretty That's much. interesting. Yeah. Well, I've learned over the years, um, if you're a musician, you're not really meant to have a view on politics and you're not meant to have a view on other people's music. Oh. So you can't talk about anything. Oh, but you're allowed to say something's fantastic. Yeah. But if you have any issues with anything... You, you can't... If you're critical of another artist, yeah. someone goes, yeah, but your second yeah. album was... Po-, you know, it gets a little bit... People can have a Absolutely. dig back. But you're not allowed to mention politics. That's interesting. Um, I think over the years people have realised that I'm quite quite inter- interested in it and I'm going to chat yeah. about it. And obviously every now and then I write songs that sort of touch on that. Yeah, of course. But I think I think a lot of people come to music to escape, you know. And uh, fair enough. Yeah. 
especially in the last couple of years, I've used music to... Yeah. Sort of the music I love has taken me away from all the nonsense on the news. Have you seen... There are two, there's two films we talk about quite a lot. The Dixie Chicks, Shut Up and Sing. Have you seen yeah. that documentary? Yeah. It's great, where she slags off... She just makes a passing comment. And they comment. almost kill their career. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Set them back years, and they were record burnings. Yeah. But the other one is the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young film. I can't remember what it's called, but Neil Young... Uh, when the Gulf War, second Gulf War was going on, so maybe about 2004, writes an album called Living With War. It's got songs like Let's Impeach the President for yeah. Lying and stuff like that. And he phones up Crosby, Stills and Nash and says, I've written this album about war. I think it'd be great if, we, if the four of us went out and toured it. And so they tour these vast arenas and everyone's expecting all of the hits and they go out and they play this anti-war, anti-Bush wow. album. And, you know, in New York and LA, people are going, yeah, this is great. But then they swing through the southern states mm-hmm. with all the rednecks. Yep. And there's the audience walks out. There's, there's a brilliant shot of this guy with a big beard just with his two his middle fingers up at the back. F you, Neil Young! It's an incredible film. And the four of them are obviously having the time of their lives in their 60s, <laughs> kicking people up the Alienating arse. Alienating a load of women. Alienating <laughs> a lot of them. But um, it's, oh, do you know what? Give me your address and I'll send you a copy of it because it's an amazing is it, film. Is it Deja Vu? Um, That's one of the albums. Is, uh, it could, that it's might a be documentary. A, that might be it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a copy. I'd love it's, to see it's that. So, it's, what I'm trying to do is I want you to go out and do a politics show. No, <laughs> it's just so exciting seeing the seeing how it'll just be you in the audience, Ian. <laughs> just you and Kath. Giving you that. <laughs> <laughs> they're old enough to not give a stuff, aren't they? Oh, they well, also they're multi-millionaires. Yeah, so exactly. They, they, but the, the joy in the glee that, they, that these these older men. Neil Young says, "Look, there are no musicians making any political stands. We did it thirty years yeah. ago. It looks Why like we're going to have to do it again. Yeah. Why are you surprised they're doing it again? Uh, but you get heckled. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's generally always benign heckling. No yeah. one's ever been." truly awful and then you learn you have to kind of gauge it and pull yeah. back a bit um but it, it does strike me you know that it's interesting that anybody else can talk about politics but if you're in the creative sphere uh-huh. you're meant to shut up yeah you know yeah because you're the elite lovies, I suppose <laughs> lovies. So. we get that don't we well, people. Well, I mean, we are the mainstream media. This station is is owned yeah. by Murdoch. You know, this is. And I, 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 we fall slightly out, well, significantly out of that sphere. But people find them and say you're the mainstream media. I have no argument against it because of who who owns us. Yeah, but all know? you can say is we get no edict from on high saying what we have to but say. You would but say exactly. that exactly, exactly, yeah. and you can't win in that. Um, oh three four. I should do some adverts really because I've missed Maybe three. Maybe a couple. Yeah. I missed two. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. We've got Narina Palo here, and we're just sitting having a chat. If you want to join in, you're very welcome. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record all day long. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no. Uh, Ian Lee, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Yes, and Narina Palo is here. It's always lovely to see you. Thank you for coming. I like how you say my voice, like, it's a bit deeper. Yeah, because <laughs> I think you're brilliant. Yeah, and, and who are you, I get. Oh. Disappointed that you were texting Kath about coming in and you weren't texting me about coming <laughs> That would have made my day. Oh. But Kath's going, oh, I'm getting texts from Narina. No, I won't give you her number. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. I, I think you're fab. I think you're brilliant. Uh, I can't look at you when I say that. But... Um, we we were talking before we came on about we Catherine and I've just finished watching Surviving R Kelly, which is this six part documentary, and it start, I've just got it. It starts on the February the fifth, Tuesday February the fifth, oh, but it's on the Crime and Investigation Channel. I mean, what even? 
And maybe that was what we were watching today with those um, made-up murders. Do you remember? We watched... Oh, my God. No, that was a Sony channel. Sony channel. Anyway, so it starts. And it's we've got the producer coming on tomorrow to talk about uh, about it. It is the most I mean, it's the most horrific stories. It's him having sex with 14-year-old girls and um, bullying 16-year-old girls into having sex with 14-year-old girls. All the stuff that he denies. All the stuff, yeah, he denies, but... Um, but there's and, a lot of women coming forward bullying, with very similar stories. manipulation, um, indoctrination, you know, call me daddy. Oh, you, oh. Have to, you have to ask him if it's OK to go and pee. If you disobey him, according to these, these women in this thing, if you disobey him, you, you know, you, you don't get to eat for two or three days. It's horrendous. He, he cuts them off from their family, takes their phones. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it, it's, it's horrendous. And I do not understand why this is not the, the biggest story in showbiz at the moment. Why, you know, why... Because it's been, it's been out in America for a couple of weeks. It's going to be on this strange channel over here. But no one's talking about it. How the hell is this man not in prison? I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, he, he dodged the bullet with the whole sex tape ten years ago, you know, and that was, that was a girl who was 14 possibly 16, where he urinated on her, as if that oh, makes God. any better. But the get-out get in, in court no... was, that wasn't me, and she said it wasn't her. The get-out in court was, oh, that was my brother. And his brother's like, Whoa. <laughs> what? And he probably paid her off, hadn't he? Well, she's still that's with a him. suspicion. She's still with she's him. She's still with him. She's still with him. The family still have ties, and they hang out. And... Um, uh, it's uh, a little bit Michael Jackson, isn't it? Uh, when you yeah. think about those yeah. kids and the family's complicity in it and everything. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing with, Ke- with Kelly is that he would he, kind of, he would just get the girls with him and then stop them even speaking to their family. Yeah. And there's, there's a great couple, Angelo and yeah. Alice Corey Casey. They pop up in the last two episodes. Uh, and I've got it here. They, Clary. Clary. Mm-hmm. They've not seen the girl for nearly three years since she turned 18. The day she turned 18, she just went and is now living with R. Kelly. And they've, they've not this seen is all her. still going on. It's uh-huh. all still going on. And they've not seen her. And the, the dignity with which they hold themselves, but there's also this, this rage within them. And um, they find there's, there's a shot where they find out where they think her daughter is and they go to the building and no one will let them in and they call the police and the police say, well, we, we, don't, we can't do anything. You're saying she's in there, you know, and she wants to be in there. She's 18. Mm. Oh, it's, it's bleak. It's really bleak. But the conclusion the documentary comes to is it comes down to the fact that we're talking about black girls. Yeah. If they were yeah. white girls in there, there would be a huge fuss about yeah. it. But one of the guys on there said, you know, if you want to kill someone and get away with it, make it a black man in America. And if you want to do a sex crime, a, a black woman, mm. because no one cares. And we're talking about how many girls were there? They were... They were Oh, 15? Easily. Easily. But you know what? There was a story in the papers a few days ago. There's a couple of girls missing. They're about 14 and 15 at the moment. They're British Mm -hmm. and they're black. And it's literally... uh, If it was in the the actual paper, it would probably be on page 25. But if you go on the actual website, all the comments say, why is this not a news story? And a few people have said, well, because they're not white kids. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at a missing persons list, either in the UK or in America... There are tons of kids at any time mm. missing, and the only ones that make the news are the photogenic little white girls. Yeah, the cute, the cute white girls. Yeah. yeah, And that's always been the way. And I remember sort of piecing that together about fifteen years ago. And I know I see a, I see a pattern here, and I kind of looked into it a little bit. And yeah, it's just, it's just you same. have to I'm ask the question, like with Madeleine McCann. Yeah, if she was a, a black kid, would there still be news about? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And it is really, really troubling that there's that sort of currency with missing uh, children. Of course, and. 
you know, every missing child should be treated as an equal, you know, they're, they're right, there are hundreds of missing kids and we hear about two or three of them. Um, and you just think for the poor families who yeah. must be so, so frustrated that they can't get their story heard. Yeah. And that frustration comes out in this, this R. Kelly thing with, with the, the, a lot of the families going, it's because they're black. Yeah. They're and black on top girls. of it, he's a famous rich man. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's like the Weinstein thing. It was very hard, even though there was tons of evidence mm. for so long. And it's just, you know, they have so much Money power. buys you justice another in the factor, States and over here. Another factor yeah. in this documentary was, and, you know, they're saying race is a massive, plays a massive part in this. Not only they said that large swathes of the black community are complicit because it's like he's a strong, powerful black man. That's yeah. why they're trying to bring him down. Yeah. Okay, so these are... And including some of the survivors said, I felt that way. That's why I was yeah. standing outside the... He was picking apparently picking girls up while he was coming out of court for the first well, one of the girls, yeah. So he's in court for the, the tape. And there's a 14-year-old girl there who's, like, cheering him on and there with posters saying, leave R. Kelly alone, and he starts chatting to her. And two years later, he kind of calls her up and says, hey, I remember you. You're the chick outside the court. Why don't you come over to my house? And, and it just continues. It just continues. And she's still there now. She got out. She got A lot of them got out. Um... Okay, I think I think you're ready for this. Let's let's, let's put your headphones on. We're going to speak to Rainbow George. Okay. Um, I think I think Narina's in a position to deal with this. Oh, there's only one way to find out. Hello, Rainbow George. Hello, good evening. This is really nice to to join the three of you. It must be. Do you, are you aware of Narina's work? No. Oh, you should check it out, man. Check it out. She's brilliant. Brilliant singer songwriter. How is her surname spelled? P A double L O T. Right. I will check. I think you'll. I think you'll like it. Could I give give Nurina a present? Oh. Okay. Well, is it okay? Uh, well, yeah, yes, you can. Don't give whatever you do. Don't give him your email address or your contact details. Okay. He's, he's harmless, but he's relentless. <laughs> Go on. What would you like to give her, George? Of course, you can. It's it's a, a draft for a song lyrics. I, I I really think she might like it. I, I sent it to you in an email a, a little bit. Well, careful, George, because we're barraging her tonight. She's already got Yo Where Wow to work on, and <laughs> now <laughs> this. I am in the middle of writing a record at the moment. Isn't <laughs> oh, hang on. I've just seen you. Um, I've just seen you sent me. A, it's not in the stroppy email you've just sent me, is it, George? That wasn't stroppy. Uh, Sorry, you dismiss me as just being a pothead. I don't dismiss you as being a pothead. Yes, I? you do. No, no well, he Nick, takes it into account. I, I, I consider it as I was a pothead for a long, long time. I yeah. take it into account. Pothead's not a phrase I would ever use. No, but you you bring it into every conversation nowadays. No, no, li- no, literally don't. Anyway, let's not you know let's not make it weird when Narina's here. We can make it weird when she's gone. I don't mind weird. Yeah, okay, well, okay. Well, <laughs> let's go. It's it's the other e- e- email. I think I might have deleted that one. Let me. No, just... you wouldn't have done. It's, it's it's a lyric called "Wake Up to a Dream." Um, is it? Oh gosh, here we go. Wake up to a dream. Okay, let's have a little look. Let's see, George, a song of songs. Wake up to a dream. Wake up to a dream of an end to government, a world of wonders, with a one-world loverment. Okay, interesting yeah. rhyme. I like it. That looks the after the word. that looks after the needs of one and all, however great, however, however small. We got it. I knew it. Wake up to a dream of lovers everywhere, walking hand in hand, dancing, singing, feeling grand. Wake up to a dream in which we people all know of the Captain Rainbow who directs our show. Wake up to a dream. Thank you. That, 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 that was really nice. Thank you. No, it's, yeah. uh, I, 
I want to change a few words, but uh, maybe not. It sounded okay. As, I can uh, imagine that, Marina. You at the piano yeah. in front of an a bit audience. Like imagine. Yeah. It's very imagine. Cambridge Corn Exchange, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a new song that I wrote with my new writing partner, George. Rainbow. Well, no, I'd, like to, I'd like to gift it to Marina. I, I, oh, don't, George, I, I, thank I, don't, you. I don't want a, anything time. out of it. Every time, every time, George, you come on, you give someone else your homework to do. (laughs) Well, it's your homework. I'm circulating a lyric and I I just want different music people to put their own musical interpretation to it and, and, and... it's a beautiful it lyric. When I, I, when I've the decorators, it's not a euphemism. When the decorators have left my house, I will find the tapes that you've asked me to return in your in your slightly aggressive email, and I will I will return those tapes. Oh, no, it wasn't aggressive. In your well, in your opinion, it felt aggressive. It wasn't to me. meant to be aggressive. Okay, that's okay. I accept that. It just it came yeah, across I, as that. I, I mean, maybe consider that. I mean. Narina, Ian and I met. How, how long ago would it be? I'm getting the feeling this is a long-standing relationship. Oh, very long, yeah. No, yeah. It's, no it's not. No. Very long. Okay. All right, George. Listen, we've got to go because we've got the news. Yeah? We can't go on the other side of the news? No, thank you. Because um, we've got Nigel from Maidstone after the news, which you really do want to hear. Can you stick around for a bit longer? Yes, I'd love we've to. Got your op- not only have we got lyrics for you, we've got your opening act I coming can't. up. I 344 This is Talk Radio. <laughs> The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
game. <laughs> During that song, I ran down to the car to get an Imani CD um, for Narina Palos here because you were you kind of I guess when was your when was your first hit? Two thousand oh. No, first hit, oh. uh, 2006. <clears throat> I f- put an album out around the same time as Imani. Right, OK. So I was aware of her, and I think I bought that album. She was, it was really good. It was it's really unusual. Album. Yeah. Um, Legend of a Cargo. She thing, got yeah. bored of being a pop star. She, she, like, she did the first album, and Columbia Records said, we want you to do more of that and more sampling. We like it when you sample yeah. 60s songs. And she went, I, I don't really want to do that, and I'm not really enjoying the pop star thing it's not what i thought it would be so i'm i'm gonna go and do some stuff on my own thanks very much and she walked away from it and but she's doing but she's still doing music she's right? still doing music yeah. she released i mean she's absolutely nuts and we love imani she's been on the show a few times you've got she, to hover over the dump button she's a real <laughs> like, she's brilliant people use that this this term a lot but she's a real free spirit you know yeah. and she will you'll know her within 10 minutes of talking to her and she's one of those people that when she's talking to you you feel like she's looking right into your Soul, you know, she's really she's, perceptive, isn't she's she? She's great. I love her so much. And she lives in New York. And when we went and did the show over there, she invited us over. And I, when I went over there last time with my boys, she she said, "Oh, you, you're in town. Let me take the boys out." And she took us to oh, see a, so nice. a film that was not really age appropriate, but that was. But <laughs> it was. She brilliant. wouldn't have thought of it like that. <laughs> no. And they, the boys, just totally fell in love with her. And she just releases these incredible albums to kind of a very small, hardcore audience. But she's stunning. So I th- just thought you might enjoy that. I will. There, there might be a few tracks on there that you might dig. Um, uh, Narina Palo is here. Um, well, you're not here to talk business. Let's talk a little bit of business. Um, so, not touring now. Uh, I'm doing. Yes, I am actually. Oh, are you? Uh, I um, It's a really odd thing. It was summer when I accepted this. My agent said, "Why don't you go to Scotland and do a little mini tour?" Oh, in February. <laughs> So at the end of Feb, I'm up, I'm doing Butte, Inverness, Aberdeen and Dundee. Oh, fantastic yeah. though. So that should be fun. Um, so it's just like a mini tour and then I'm doing a few London shows. What day are we today? 16th? Yeah. So in a couple of weeks. But I think they're all sold out apart from one of them. Um, have you been to Zadell? Uh, the, no. There's a, it's a beautiful venue in Piccadilly. Brasserie Zadell, but they have this cabaret Oh, really? Sort of venue inside it. It's not very big, but it's fantastic. It's called uh, the Crazy Cox Cabaret. <laughs> oh, I'm Cam- amazed you haven't heard of it. It's spelled C-O-Q, everybody. Oh, see, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Put your smutty jokes away. <laughs> I got it in before you did. I'm not going to say that. You'd love to get a Crazy Ooh. Cock in, wouldn't you? Oh now, that was too God. far. That was too far. I mean, that was yeah. too far. She it. made me... You're a witness, no, no, She made no, me she say didn't. that. She didn't. She made me say that. Um, are there still tickets for that? I think there are a few. Oh, if you guys want to come, the, the well, last show, yeah. there are, I've got a few tickets, but I, the other two are sold I out. I wouldn't hassle you for comps. We'd, we'd pay. But it depends if you're doing a show. Well, what time, what time are you finishing? Could you finish a little bit earlier? No. I Could we sneak on. out The halfway. second set, I go on at nine. It's not going to really work for what, you, What date? Well, we'll look, we'll look, because... 31st I'm, of Jan. I'm not averse to... Uh, We've taken days off for concerts. I can, or oh, I can bring your favourite songs forward if you just send me an email. Yes, the hits at the front. Yeah. Bring the encore to the front, please. Yeah. That's uh... so Thursday. 
Not that that makes any difference. Let's just take, let's take it off. If you me. want to come... <laughs> I can't... You're doing this all now. What, you're going to throw a sickie? No, we'll just say it. Here's the thing. Years ago... Press about, the mute button. About ten sickie. years ago... I, I'm a big fan of the Bare Naked Ladies. Right? I'm a big... I know they're a cool band, but I love them. And about ten years ago, I was doing a show on LBC, and two of them came in, including one of them was called Stephen Page. And at the end of it, they said, oh, we really enjoyed the interview. You're going to come to the gig on Friday? And I said, ah, oh, man, you know, I can't. I've got to do this. I'll catch you next time you come round. So after that tour, Stephen Page left the band, and it's you know, and ever since then, it's been like if there's a gig, that if there's a good gig that that I may not get to see again, I'm quite happy to to yeah. take a day off work. Although Noreen is very unlikely to break up yeah, with herself, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, falls out. I had my moment. <laughs> we'll have a check. If we don't do it this time, we will come and see you because we saw you at the hospital club. Was it? Was oh, that was that was the album showcase. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah, that was lovely. It was very hot that day, wasn't it? Very hot. You wanted some air conditioning. You That's see. right. And then someone started nudging me and saying, "Dave Stewart's in the audience." Dave Stewart's in the audience, and I'd always heard it because he owns that place. Oh. But I always thought it was a bit apocryphal and that he never actually yeah. had anything to do with it. And then the moment someone told me Dave Stewart was watching the gig, I was like, "I, I just it ruined it for me." Wow. <laughs> Well, see, I, I did see a guy wearing a massive silver hat that was spinning round in different directions. Do you remember when he did that once on the Brits or something? Do you remember the hat he wore? <laughs> he wasn't wearing that at the game. He wasn't, no, he wasn't no. wearing that at the game. Was he there? Wow. Yeah, apparently. And, I mean, just it's a horror when someone whose music has been a massive... Yeah. You know, the Eurythmics... He and Andy Lennox were massive. What a voice, man. Yeah. She's got such yeah. a great voice, and I don't think... Well, maybe she does get credit for it. I don't really follow the, the credit givers. From I, think, I, think, I think but she she's got, yeah. she's I think everyone knows she's a pretty amazing voice, singer. isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so who are you? So you, so you're doing you're doing some shows uh, and a new album. Is anything happening? Um, writing? I'm writing it at the moment. I'm in the studio. What are we? Yeah, uh, three weeks time. So, oh wow! Yeah, I'm starting to start tracking, um, but I have no idea apart from that. Is there a vibe to it? Have you got? Is there like a sort of theme for the songs? I've got a theme, a theme lyrically and a theme visually. I know I've got the. I had an idea. I read. I'm not going to say any more. No, okay, no, no, don't. And I'm going to try and pin it around a concept. Is it Brexit? No. <laughs> is it Trump? No. Because your last album was. I'm with him. I just pretend he doesn't exist. The last That's album how was I dirty. Denial. Was it dirty? There was a there was a couple of filthy songs the, in there about yeah. basically there was a song and I can't remember the exact lyrics but it was basically come up to the bedroom, come back to bed, come come and give me yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's what it was? You say yeah. that's dirty. I think it's filth. I think it's disgusting. And it shouldn't be. I don't want that in my pop songs. <laughs> I want holding hands and skipping. It's like your boy said. Why are so many songs about love? Yeah, it's just true. I, I, well, I, some aren't, man. But can you imagine songs about Brexit? <laughs> no one wants a song about Brexit, do they? Um, uh, Mike Reed would do one. Mike, Mike Reed, did, we did a Calypso, UKIP Calypso, didn't he? What? Remember Mike Reed, the yes, DJ, gave I me do. my first ever pork pie. That's a truth. UKIP Calypso? YouTube it, I mean, it's something you know. Oh my God. I know he did an Oscar well. Wilde musical, didn't he? Yes, he did. But it's That's my so... favourite thing, and it lasted open one night and I then know. it closed. I know. UKIP. Was that inspired by Cliff doing Heathcliff? The Oscar Wilde thing. Um, here we go. Right. Head, headphones on, guys. Headphones on. Here we go. This is UKIP Calypso. Here we go. I can't believe this. And remember, this is my reason, not an actual Jamaican, yes. When we're in power and we engage, there'll be no tax on the minimum wage. Leaders committed a cardinal sin. 
Open oh the my God. Let them all come. In what world did he think that was acceptable? Is it like all the Radio 1 DJs from the 1980s got together and said, we're going to just ruin that period of great radio? We're going to kiddie fiddle, be racist, be you kippers. Just so, of course, Mike Reed is not a kiddie fiddler. His only, <laughs> no. crime, his only crime. Well, they got two crimes. One was releasing that. The other one was hosting an evening with Chevy Chase and ruining it. <laughs> Talking about tennis. He hosted an evening at House with Odium where it was him interviewing Chevy Chase, the comedian, actor. I love Chevy Chase. But didn't talk to him like about, so what was it like doing National Lampoon yeah. or what was it like doing Caddy? It, it was more about him trying to court Chevy Chase as his friend, I think. It was like, so I'm uh, oh, I'm really good at tennis. Awkward. How are you at tennis? I hear you play around <laughs> tennis. It's like, who's got a fun fact? Tennis? Chevy Chase, original drummer in Steely Dan. No, what? Yes. What? Yes. Really? Yeah, when they were all at college together. I think they were all at Bard. How funny. And Chevy Chase was in the first sort of configuration of Steely Dan. How funny. Yeah. I wonder if they kicked him out for being an a-hole. Because, <laughs> because nobody, you speak to anybody who's worked with Chevy Chase, no one has a good word no. to say about him. Bill Murray you just constantly refused. What, he's just nasty? Got into cocaine in a big oh, way. Yeah. And, you know, cocaine is a very, very nasty... No one ever got nicer on cocaine. No, exactly. <laughs> it's true. But but got into it a lot. And just... There's a brilliant quote from Bill Murray. Well, they all became famous during Saturday Night Live. And Bill Murray said, look, you've got two years of becoming super famous where you become an a-hole, right? And you've got two years to, to get over that and go back to being a nice person. And if you don't do it within those two years, you're an a-hole for the rest of your life. And he's about, he missed the deadline. He missed, he missed the deadline. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, thoroughly unpleasant gentleman, apparently. But a comedy genius. <laughs> did he make? Did how did Mike Reed fare with that? Then did Chevy Chase come out a bit well? Because that's worrying. Yeah, isn't it? Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase came, came out a bit like the gentleman, <laughs> like a hero. Oh, we had people phoning. It was a big thing. People phoning up that night, going, "I just spent thirty-five quid on a ticket, and I don't know what yeah. I saw. It was, it was lousy." They said it was the most uncomfortable night ever, but I think I loved it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, let's let's t- see if we can turn this into the most uncomfortable night ever. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, hi, guys. All right. Hello, Nigel. I thought you were going to start with a Frank Spencer or something. Well, no, I'm a bit tired tonight. Okay, I'm too tired for Frank. Tired, actually. Too, have you been on your bike? Yeah, I did another 20 miles. I suppose it would make you tired at my age, wouldn't it? <laughs> 70. You're, You're not 70. I'm 70 now. When was your birthday? No, no, I'm 60, nearly 62. Great joke. Always, pre- always a great joke. Just pretend you're just over eight years older than you actually are. <laughs> oh, Nigel. Um, we've, got, we've got Narina Palo here. Yeah, hello. Hello, Nigel. How are you doing? Um, well, apart from being tired, but I, I, I had some good news tonight. I sold my mum's watch and ring after she died. Because um, you, you didn't know my mum died, did you? Yes, we did. No, the lady... You, uh, Nepe- Narina, Narina was unaware that Nigel's no, mum passed I, oh, away. I'm so not sorry, too, Nigel. Not too uh, yeah, long yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really want to sell her a gold watch and a gold ring. Uh, I got £60 for the two, which wasn't bad, really. No, why... Can I, can I ask why you decided to sell it? Uh, because I, I was short. I hadn't ha- got, haven't got enough money for food you oh, see, until next week. Mate. So, yeah, I was down to quite a, a lower percentage of money. Where did um, mm. what? Where did you? Sixty pounds sounds a little light for for such mm. treasures. Where where did you, where did well, you take it? Don't name the place, but what kind of place no, was no, it? No, no, no. Uh, a friend of mine who lives in the village where I live, he's got an um, um, an antique shop. And uh, he knows all about these things, but the watch was only gold. The watch was gold, but the chain wasn't. Okay. The actual bracelet wasn't. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Uh, that's a shame. But but they're just things, aren't they? That well, they're things that were were just wasting away on the table. So okay. I thought, if you um, could make better use of it in that way, then I. I, I need the so. money, of course. Yeah, I need the money. 
But yeah. I've also I've still got my mum's wedding ring she gave me in hospital, and I won't never never give oh, that yeah, don't, away. Don't I think that's that. probably right to keep. I wear it in bed as well, you know, to, to keep in contact with mum. Yeah. Somehow, you know. Now listen, um, it's with me. Narina is a singer. Mm. One of my favourite singers. I don't know if I mentioned yeah, that. Um, I, I, I wondered, do you feel like singing us a song tonight? Well, I got a song ready, uh, Saving All My Love For You by uh, Whitney Houston, I was going to do. Beautiful. I, got that oh, I love you, that now, song. Are you going to do it? Were you a fan of Whitney? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was it's a lovely sad. song. It's, yeah. it's, quite, it's not too too noisy for are the you, time of night. Are you going to sing it live or are you going to play yes, a tape? I'm going to sing it live. Here yes. we go. Then Listen, away you uh, go, Nigel. This is your time to shine. Yeah, I'll st- shall I do it now then? Yes, please, mate. Thank you. <laughs> I was on Opportunity Knocks once, years ago. <laughs> yes, no, that's OK. <laughs> that's a long time ago. <laughs> I was in the audience of Swap Shop once, but anyway, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, OK, uh, let's have it. OK, I'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Here we go. Enjoy. Uh, we will. No-one can look at each other in this room. Because we're made. 
It's got a lot of love. Saving all my love for you. Save it for too long, otherwise. <laughs> Thank you very much. Go off. No, that was that was brilliant, Nigel. What did you think, Narina? I thought it was lovely, Nigel. Do you know? Do you? Is Whitney Houston one of your favourite singers? Uh, yeah, she used to be. Yeah, she used to be once. Uh, but I still I still enjoy her songs, of course. Um, yeah. Nobody to, nobody to replace uh, Whitney was there really? Yeah. Nobody. That nobody. was her first um, big hit, wasn't it? Pardon? That was her first big hit, I think. Yes, it was one of. What was what was the hits. one? Uh, wasn't where did I want to dance with somebody? That's the one I first yeah. noticed. Uh, uh, that, yeah. that was June fourth, nineteen eighty-seven. It was number one, and the reason I know that it was number one the day my sister was born. Hey! Yeah. I go. just re-bought that album on yeah. CD because I only had it on tape. There you go. You does does Nerina know I'm a drummer? She well. does. We... Oh yeah, Ian did mention it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, I, I, tr- I, um, I think I, I think I was on Opportunity Knocks about 30 years ago, drumming with an organist. Uh, this is, yeah, I was because I got the letter. Yeah, I was on Opportunity Knocks uh, with Huey Green. You know. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Nigel. That little scene. Any, anyway, um, oh. that's a long time ago. It certainly is. It certainly is. <laughs> thank you, Narina, for listening. And oh, I mean, it was a pleasure. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I really it's very did. Very nerve-wracking singing live too, isn't it? What it, was that? Sorry, I missed that. It's nerve-wracking singing live. Yeah, it is. But do you know what? You, I, I think when I was listening to you, mm. as you kept singing, the more and more you got more and more confident, didn't you? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Once, I get, once I get into singing, yeah. uh, after a while, I thought I was doing a concert, probably after the first song, I'd probably get a bit better after the, ne- mm. the next song. Yeah, you relax a bit, don't you, and then it's yeah, easier. Yeah, and you've got to fight, you have to get into the mood as well, don't you? Got to get, get into the, the moods. This is why a lot of artists, not suggesting you doing it, but a lot of artists turn to drugs to try and fake the moods. Don't turn to drugs, Nigel. No. 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 Okay. Thanks very much. All right. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye, Nigel. Bye bye. There we go. You see. You see. There we go. He's, he's great, isn't he? He's great. He's really brave. Not many people would do that, would they? Live Sometimes he does it too loud. He, he has to do softer songs because his neighbours bang on the wall and tell him to shut up. If, if he's um, doing it during the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. It's electric, it's eclectic, it's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, and uh, Narina just brought up when um, Chris came on the, the show. You may remember, dear listener, Chris came on uh, just before Christmas, and he was a gentleman that um, we established pretty quickly had, had taken a massive overdose, and he had, and he was he was very, very ill, and it was touching up. And... Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was horrific from our perspective because there was a point. It went on for thirty minutes. There was a point for six, seven minutes where he didn't say anything, and we thought oh. he died. We thought oh, he died, and I cannot say how upsetting and how um, well, just how upsetting it was. Thinking I might be talking to someone who's not there anymore. I wish the police yeah. would hurry. It was horrendous, mm. you know. Imagine what like nine 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 call. Uh, well, this is the responders thing. Responders go through. This is the thing, you know. Some people very very kindly labelled us as heroes and said, "No, no, it's not us. It's the coppers that turned up. It's the it's the person you spoke to on the nine nine nine. It's the ambulance who deal with this every yeah. single day, yeah. multiple times a day, quite often." Um, and we had interestingly enough, we had a I had a few nine 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 operators get in touch and say. I, I can have that three, four, five, six times a day, that exact same call. And this time of year especially. Yeah. And we were, I mean, I burst into tears when the coppers turned up. We were exhausted from it, you know, 
just just once. And it, these people are dealing with it all the time. The nine 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 operators, a, a proper uh... incredible. I spoke to about three that night because I, yeah. we, we've we'd finished the conversation. They gave me a sort of a number to report it, and they said if you get any more, give us a call. So I was ringing in stages really as we got more and more stuff, and they were just fantastic. Yeah, you know, calming me down to the point where I could target what I was saying because I, I'm kind of listening across and thinking, oh my God, this is awful, and. And we're responsible for this guy. That's what it felt like, wasn't it? All yeah. of a sudden we were responsible And you for weren't it. physically there either, <clears throat> which is hard. Such a long way. Yeah. yeah. But this is the joy of doing this show, right? Doing this slot is that, OK, that was a very, very extreme example. But the fact, and the fact that we get people like Nigel who feel that, and Chris, who feel that they can kind of trust us. There's something magic about nighttime, which is why I think yeah. pop concerts happen at nighttime, why this is a great slot. There's just so, there's something magical that happens. Yeah. There's a connection that you get that you, you couldn't get, you know, imagine a pop concert at two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean that's that's great. Do you miss being the pop star the pop star? Because you were a pop star, weren't you, for a while? About two minutes and I didn't really like it really? at all. Yeah, I found it I found it very odd. Yeah. Um and it was a, for me. I think it was a, a thing of be careful what you wish for. Right. Uh, and I'm thinking back when I think about what I wished for. All I remember is saying to my mum, "I want to go on top of the pops." And mm. once I got on top of the pops, I was like, "Well, done it now." Top of the pops is a bit tatty, <laughs> isn't it? I've been to the studio. It's a little bit. It was, but it was still top of the pops. Yeah. Yeah, for well, someone who's grown up watching yeah. sort of oh, Kate Bush and stuff, you think exactly. that's, the, that's the pinnacle. When, when, what was the point when you realised that you'd made that transition from budding singer-songwriter in Marina at the piano to actually being, you know, kind of public property and, and, and a star? Oh, well, I was never... No, I never had that level of profile. Right. I had, it, I had a moment, um, I think, around the Brit Awards and yeah. that sort of stuff. But... Uh, I just didn't... I never felt comfortable with telly. Mm. And you have to feel comfortable with telly. And I would just find it... I mean, you've done telly a lot, yeah. right? It's a different world. Yeah, it's completely. It's a very different world from radio. And I'm, this is going to kill my telly ever if I ever had a telly career. It's a bit fake, isn't it? Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. It's, 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 it's horrendous. And, you know, again, again, doing this kind of show, we can have you in for an hour and 40 yeah. minutes. I was about to say, there's no depth to telly. No. Even, <clears throat> and I've done some supposedly in-depth things for telly, but you're still doing things in bite size and things have to be presentable in a certain way. And I just really struggle with it. I'm sure mm. you've done that kind of talking heads thing where they get you there to talk about an artist or a yeah. year or whatever. And you're there for an hour and a half and you sit and you talk and you've got all this wisdom and then you watch it on the telly and they use about 30 seconds of you cut in between. And the worst bits. Yeah. <laughs> and you're left with the feeling of, oh, was I <clears throat> crap then? Yeah. I thought that other thing was, oh, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they want. TV, t- yeah. I, I had a kind of a TV career that ended really about about 14 years ago and then I got into radio I was lucky enough to get into radio and then I did I'm a Celebrity and that kind of kicked off a, a, a sort of PS, a second sort of TV career and naively I bought into all the bullshit again I bought into all the people coming up going oh we think you're great and we've got the project for you that's, we've got a great series for you that's going to work on Channel 4 and stupidly I bought into it all that excitement all the of course I've not seen any of these people since you know these people that yeah. promise me great things I've not seen any of them and it's this just... is reminding me of a meeting I had with a TV producer oh, really? about two years ago and his parting words was right great let's get you on the telly yeah. <laughs> and, and what I've happens? never heard from him ever again no, all of that and I came up with you for Christmas I had a real oh man I fell for it again yeah. kind of thing you know and it, 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 here's the thing if you've got if you 
don't think this is going to work, just say to me, I don't think this is going to work. That'll be fine. But yeah. someone's saying to you, we're going to get you on the telly, Noreen. I've got a great project for you. Then nothing. Yeah. I'm curious. You know, the, I, I, I'm a celebrity. Yes. What we see, because yeah. I've never met anyone who's been on it before. Ask me anything you want. Think, is when did you watch yourself back and did you feel it was a reflection of what I've not happened? watched it back I can't I've watched the stunts the the trials yeah. because I watched the trials in an air, I watched a lot of them in an airport just because they were up in like 2 minute bite sized chunks on on YouTube um when I was flying off to see my sister in New Zealand I've watched that because I wanted to see how they made you know, there's there's one where I'm a hundred feet up in the air and I hate heights, and I had to jump and grab this thing, and they kept saying you can jump and grab this thing and you won't fall. You've got a harness and you won't yeah. drop. You just got to hold on. And of course, I didn't realise they'd attached me to a bungee rope, so I jumped and I fell eighty feet. And oh, that's I really awful. thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. Oh my god! And then I bounced back up and I just went, oh, you, you know, and it was a thing. So I've watched those because that was you know excited, but I've not watched any of the camps. Was the edit a fair representation of what happened? Well, I was really surprised because that trial, for example, took like 40 minutes and it's cut down to two minutes. You know, yeah, naively, I'm thinking, where's the rest of it? And it's cut down to two minutes and it was a whole 40 minute thing. So, I mean, it's a fair representation, but it just looks a lot slicker on TV. Yeah. I didn't watch any of the campsite stuff because I didn't enjoy the campsite particularly. I didn't enjoy a lot of the people. And uh, I just don't feel the need to watch the soap opera of it. Um, but yeah, it's the, 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 the stunts are a fair thing yeah. of it. It's weird, isn't it? I just you. I mean, you watched, you saw it. Yeah. I did. You feel I wanted that to Ian murder. was in? Yes, you did. Okay. I did. I mean, okay, it was a, a the edited version, and there was definitely a narrative that they wanted to portray. But oh my God, you hated it because they, they a lot of them were. were I wanted were, to march in there and like there was a, bang yeah. heads. <laughs> <laughs> No, you watch your best mate being subjected yeah, to that kind right. of treatment by people who don't know him and are making all these kind of assumptions. It really annoyed me. There was but a lot of. I thought he was brilliant. I was really proud of him. It was. That. It was a lot of very sporty people, and then I go in late. It was which like is school, tough. and it's and I'm kind of the geeky computer game book reading. They kept saying, "So, what, who's your team?" Oh. So I don't like. I don't like football. Oh, okay. What's your sport? I don't. I'm not really into sport. Oh, so what do you do? But I had that conversation with one of them. Six times, it, you know, like two days later, Scott, who's, who's your team? I don't, I honestly, I don't nothing. have a team. And uh, and I made the mistake of saying that I, while I was in Australia, I'd been to see a magician. So then they would try, keep going, oh, so Ian, Ian, you're really into magic. I said, no, no, I just saw a magician. <laughs> it was weird. It, it, here's, the, here's the thing you don't get on there is it's really boring. Yeah, I can imagine it's really boring. You've got no books, yeah. you've got no pens, you've yeah. got, you're with the same people. And, and, you know, I was playing a lot of word games with Fizz from Coronation Street. Jenny, we're just playing word <laughs> that's games. A, that's a really surreal thing. I mean, you can see why no. it works as a format, oh, God, can't yeah. you? I've, uh, do, do you know Terry Christian? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. Terry did Celebrity Big Brother. And I remember oh, yeah. we did a TV show together and he was telling me the stories off air that right. never made it. And there was this, oh, I can't remember it, but it basically involved Vernon Troyer and Sex Dwarfs or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the most amazing There were moments. Thing. There was, a, there was a, a stunt we had to do, and it was the stunts at night I hated because you just wanted to sleep, and you knew that you were going to get a few hours sleep, and you'd be covered in crap, and you'd stink. But there was one, it was about midnight, and it was me, it were in the back of a black cab. They'd set up a black cab in the middle of a jungle, and it's me... World boxing champion Amir Khan, Boris Johnson's dad, and then Fizz from Coronation Street. I forgot opposite it was me. a very random selection yeah. that year, wasn't it? And we had to, they were shouting out numbers, and we had to remember numbers whilst having spiders 
and oh. ants and all these things poured on us. And we couldn't trust... Those two were idiots. You couldn't trust them. So it was me and Fizz, me and Jenny were doing it. And there's one point, and it's happening, and I just leant over and went, Jenny, my mum will be so proud I'm here with you. She's such a big fan, and this is the weirdest thing. And she went, isn't it? And then we just carried on doing it. And it was that realisation. I'm sat opposite, you know, one of the most famous soap characters. Even my mum will know who she is. In the middle of Australia, at midnight, I've been biting ants poured on my head. It's weird. Weird, but yeah, I can see why it works. Apparently this series, because we, we didn't watch it this time around, no. um, they were a lot nicer to each other, so yeah. I think lessons have been learned. Yeah. Yeah. Because that backfired. I think the idea was, you know, like in Big Brother and stuff, it's the ones that cause the controversy, they get the screen time, and so they think that that's the way to do it, and it backfired spectacularly, didn't it, on I yours? Was, I was a nice guy. Well, and it I came over one, very well. I did one naughty thing in there, and which I knew would be entertaining. I stole some food. <laughs> Because I, I stole some strawberries. We want some, me and Amir want, want some strawberries, and we stole them. Because I th- was thinking, this will be... I, was, I spent 40 minutes thinking, will Catherine find this funny if I do this? Because this is going to kick off Did in you the find it, right? I found it hilarious. It's like, idiot, what are you doing? Just I, got a tip off, I got a phone call that afternoon. Kath, here's the thing that's he's done that's stupid. What do you reckon? And then me and the person who told me, tipped me off about it, spent about 10 minutes laughing about it. That was it. And that was it. I said, well, Kath laugh. And I just knew, because I know how these shows work, I thought this will this will make this will be a really big story, yeah. And it'll either get me voted out first, or I'll get a lot of you know support for it. The presenters all loved it. Yeah, They're like, yeah. I've been hoping someone would do that yeah. for years. Naughty. Would you would you have you been asked to do any of those kind of things? <laughs> the Big Brothers, the Jungles. No, I've been asked to do. Uh, I was <laughs> the funniest one ever. Was I was about eight months pregnant, and I got um, an, a, a message from my TV plugger, and she said. Um, You've been asked to do. Would you consider dancing on? No, not dancing. Something on ice. I don't know. Make a cake on ice. What was the show? Dancing on ice. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. She said that's like they, the hardest one. Okay. So Although they, make a cake they on were like, ice. Would I mean. you be possibly interested? Would you like to go for a, a crafting? I was like, well, does it involve ice skates? She said, yeah, of course it involves <laughs> ice skates. I said, did you tell my mate months pregnant? <laughs> so that never happened. Um, would you so consi- that, would you consider something like? Would I consider it that? Cause they I don't think I'd shows. be asked because I, I don't have enough. I, I don't think it would be like I might as well be a civilian, really. <laughs> Do you You'd be surprised. <laughs> no, I don't, there are people less with less profile than you've had that have been I, on there, been on those kind of things. I don't know because it, it's just it, it is a bit of a kind of it's like a bit of a gladiator ring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a freak show. Yeah, and I I think it's it's that world of yeah no. I did it because I did it to plug this show because no one was listening. I did it because my boys had never seen me on TV before, and I thought they're at an age where Which they'll. Which is mad because you it. were on telly all the time. But years ago. No, but I remember you being on telly a lot. Yeah. yeah. I showed my boys a clip of the eleven o'clock show. But they didn't recognise. They said, "Who's that?" I said, "Me." No. Oh, and wow. I did it because I was getting divorced and I needed a big check. You know, that was that was yeah. those are the things, and I'd been asked four or five times, and then this year, I, that year, I was like. I'm going to go to them and see if that but offer still stands. it's your world. Like, you guys are comfortable doing this all the time. Yeah. You've, this is what you do. Yeah. I do those things. Under duress is a bit strong, but they, they're sort of like a byproduct of the act, the thing I do most of the time, which is music. Your job is a very, I would imagine, a very isolated. The majority exactly. of your job is sitting at home yeah. writing yeah, songs and then going in the studio and recording yeah. with a select, literal band well, around you. And also, going back to what we were talking about right at the top of this... You know, you've been told in no uncertain terms that people don't want to hear about certain aspects of your opinion and stuff. Whereas you've just got to be able to flip the lid and let it all out, haven't you? Yeah. And 
Yeah. I suppose that takes a yeah. lot of untraining. Well, I always resisted media training, but record Good. companies, they love a bit of media training. Yeah, but you, can, you know what? Doing. You can smell it a mile off, can't you, yeah. media training? Yeah. yeah. And it, I think it spoils it because, you know, you've got someone who's interesting and artistic. You want to hear that person. You well, don't want to hear the version of. on brand because yeah. the way you make, mu- make money out of music is cross-branding. Yeah. So you can't do anything to, you know, jeopardise the brand that's sponsoring yeah. you or this thing. It's about being... Basically, they want people to be everything to all people. Yeah. And nobody likes those people. Can you imagine Amy Winehouse doing sponsorship stuff? No, you want a bit of personality. I saw her. Fire. I saw her when, before she got really famous. I think it was in the Frank days. And she um, was doing the Sony Awards, as were. And I was there as a kind of guest. I think my boss was trying to give me something to aim for. You know, you, one day this could be yours. And uh, she was up giving an award. And she was handing this award over. And she sort of... <laughs> she went... Right, and the award for uh, whatever it was, she went, goes to, never heard of this guy. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but she was real, I you know. know. She was obviously there. She didn't really want to be there. Yeah. She made no bones about letting that show. And I thought she was brilliant. Yeah. Amelia, we should let you go. Yes, School run. I have. School, School run back into the morning. Run. It's yeah. so nice to see you. Oh, thank thank you. you for my lovely, lovely picture. You're going to get that frame this week. That's thank going you up. Um, let's do Let's do the stuff that we ought to do on Twitter. Are you just at Narina Palo? Yeah. I am at Lady Chatterley. That's it, of course yeah. it is. And I'm so rubbish, I completely forgot to socialise media today and say what I was doing. I've deleted my Twitter. Have you? Yeah. It's when like, did you do that? This, uh, like, Sunday, I think. Why? Because I hate it. I hate everybody on there. I Actually, hate I had it. a Brexit spat on there, but it's my fault. I drank a bit of wine on a Monday night. You should oh. never do that. You should have to use a breathalyser to use your phone yeah. after a couple of days. I will probably... Re- you, you get, like, a grace period when you can reinstate it, and I probably will reinstate it again, but I'm, I'm having issues with Twitter with terms of, like, addiction to it and... It's just... Um, ...checking it and a-holes on there. Yeah... Yeah, well, no, there's not a-holes. I'm on there, but unfortunately... Well, you're the biggest one. That's why I deleted it. <laughs> no. Your Brexit rant on Monday caused me... It's like the people... Like, no one goes online to be nice, do they? No. Very you know, look at comments, it's just it's just bile. Yeah. Whenever someone sends me something that I go, oh, gosh, that's uh, out of the blue, I go and check their stream, and if they're just... Nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, they just have a yeah. pop at everyone on there. Yeah. OK, whatever, you can crack on. So, at Lady Chatterley. Yes. And any websites or anything we should be sending people to? Um, well, narinapallo.com, but they're Facebook. Facebook you know, is the thing, is the, it? The graveyard of modesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am on Facebook. Okay. And I uh, have a website and, oh, I do all that stuff. But I'm supposed to do it all. I do it less and less these days. Um, come in when you have, come in any time, <laughs> but come in when you've got the album. <laughs> come in tomorrow for a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> You're welcome any time, honestly. I think we think you're fab and oh, we're so thrilled that you wanted to, to come on. Here. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll make a podcast of this tomorrow so you can plug that. Oh, okay. Um, oh, we continue onwards and upwards. The listener 03444991000. Manny, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio. Maybe I'm enriching your life. (laughs) Good evening, dear listener. Hi, welcome to the show. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, Go on, here's, here's my advice. I don't want to say it in front of her. Right, go on to Amazon. Go and treat yourself to some Narina Palo albums because you, here's the thing: the earlier stuff you can get for pennies. You can get for pen, literally pennies. Um, Fires, Year of the Wolf. Oh, those are the two. Those are the two. Those are the two. 
Fires and Year of the Wolf. But year Stay the Lucky Wolf. was brilliant as well. Year of the Wolf is kind of... Uh, yeah, you're, right, you're absolutely right, but Year of the Wolf is kind of like a sort of nod to sort of 60s girl groups produced by Bernard Butler. Fires is just like, oh, jeez. Oh, God, could these songs and could that voice get any more perfect? You know, it's yeah. just... But all of her albums are great, great, great. Uh, honestly, 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 I wouldn't do the hard sell in front of her because she was embarrassed when we played one of her songs, of course, because she's a good, humble human being. But seriously, go on Amazon. Um, you, you can buy them for pennies and it will it will enrich your life. I got turned on to her by Clive Bull. I think I've told this before. When I was at LBC, Clive Bull kept banging on about this, this album. It just kept going on about this album to the point where I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to have to get this and have a listen to it and it was it was Narina and it was stunning blew me away she is brilliant and the fact that she kind of got in touch with us and said I'm not plugging anything but could I come on the show she's painted me a picture oh oh here's how I discovered her my first job in radio was in a commercial radio station in Peterborough and there was um there was a box of CDs you know you used to get sent actual CDs that's what the DJs used to play and uh, it was one of the great joys of working at that place that, you know, once they'd sort of come in and, and gone through them, you used to get multiple copies, you could take them home. Yeah. And I found hers and I was just like, this looks like my sort of thing. And boy, was it. It was great. That's how I got into Imani when I was doing um, uh, uh, FM 103 Horizon. Milton Keynes Horizon, home of the hits. And they had a room that when the boss was, was not in the building, you could kind of, you weren't allowed to, but you could go in the room and as long as you didn't take too many, you could just take a few CDs. And I saw the Imani CD. I went, oh, this looks interesting. Boom. One of the, the best steals ever, ever done in my life. Um, and a couple of people on, on the Facebook page going, uh, who are these guests Ian's had in? We've not had... Here's the thing, right? Just, why don't you just trust us um, with, with the guests? Just trust us with the guests. We only get people in that we know are brilliant. That's, that's the whole philosophy of the show. We only get people in that we know are brilliant, that um, either are big stars, in the case of Narina, or are you they should be big stars but for some reason the stars haven't aligned something hasn't happened but you should definitely check them but out they're always hugely talented right? yeah and they're always worth a bit of time just to have a just we Google. never we never get filler guests never no. never get i did it once when i was at absolute well years ago we were given this american comedian who we were told was big and was great and he wasn't he was a dick and he was rude and he was on his phone the whole time and I've, i was when i was with eloise and i just said to her I ain't never going to get a guest in just because they've been offered to us. I'm only going to get people in that, that we like. And we get people that we love and we get people that we know are going to enrich your lives if you're prepared to go and do a little bit digging, a little bit of digging after they've been in. So all you got to do. We, we, we give them to you. you just got to go and do a little bit of work. Go on to Amazon. Go and buy a couple of Marina's albums for pennies. And um, thank us later. Thank us later. I'm going to sneeze. Good evening. Shut up. <coughs> oh, oh, gosh. Bless you. I told you. I told you. You didn't believe me. You didn't think I was going to sneeze. And I sneezed. I proved you wrong in a game, Marty. Little game. Blah, 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 blah. Good evening, Manny. Hey, Manny. Good evening. How are you? That's none of your business. I think she had a beautiful voice, didn't she? Yeah, oh, she's great, man. Honestly, some she's some Thank singer, you. some songwriter, some pianist. She's the whole package, you know. She's brilliant, absolutely very, brilliant. Very polite, humble. <laughs> she's very polite, and you don't get that enough in pop stars these days and singers. No, 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 manners, manners maketh the manny, as we've established. I think the fingers of Peter and I. Yeah, the what? Huh? 
<laughs> I'm wearing new trousers yeah. today. Very nice. And a new shirt. I had to change Very my tights nice. before I came into work. Did you? Yeah, do you know why? I went round to Ian's, and no, not that. I was playing with his kittens, and they were slashing at my legs. Playing with his kittens? I was playing with his kittens, and that is not you. Don't say kittens as though that's a rude word. There's nothing. Kittens could not mean anything sexual, unless you are the highest of high perverts. And yet, puppies do. Puppies, yeah, 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 they do, don't they? Okay, we go. Hang on a minute, man. You've got a phone. Shut up. We've got a phone in, right? Animals that that are rude... Rude. Oh, this is this is great. Anna, wait, give me a pen. Give me a pen. Where's the pen? Here. Yeah, thank you. Jeez. Animals. Animals. Animal euphemisms. That are rude is better. Animals that are rude is better. Okay. If you say so. I tell you what. Get a bit of paper. We'll do two phone ins and see which is the most popular. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. My phone in. Animals that are rude. For example, puppies. Beaver. Thank you. And Catherine's. Animal euphemisms. That's. That's the same thing, but in two le- two words rather than how many? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You phone up and you say, "I want to do animals that are rude or animal euphemisms," and we'll see who gets the biggest list. We'll see who's read more books. Okay. Yes, Manny. What can we do? You, every time you come on, we have an argument, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when you, you, you were in the jungle. Um, who have you kept in touch with? I've kept in touch with uh, Jenny from Coronation Street, plays Fizz. I've kept in touch yeah. with her husband a lot, actually. I text her husband, Chris, a lot, because he's a nice man. But I'm, uh, I think they're coming down to London at some point in February, and I think we're going to meet up for a little little drinky booth. Um, and I keep in touch with Shappy. I saw Shappy maybe six weeks ago, and I text her from time to time. Kez, I text infrequently. And that's it. Everyone else can go and take a running leap. Was he pretty friendly with the you, wasn't he? I mean, I was friendly until I found out he was a backstabbing thicko. You should know that. I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah, if he, yeah, I found out he's a backstabbing thicko, and also he was actually quite mean to me in there to my face. We, we, he's one of those kids. He's a glass chin, isn't he? Sorry, he's got a glass chin. Got a, he's got a glass chin, apparently. So he's one of those yeah. kids who just when they get bored, they just start p- picking on the weak one in the well, group. Well, I the way I saw it was, he's one of those kids who goes with the path of least resistance, whatever is easiest for him, right? So he went along with the. Uh, he's lucky I didn't punch him. He went along with the other blokes because he thought that they were the the winners, right? He was incorrect. But, but actually, yeah, incorrect winner. data. I was the winner. And when he was niggling at you, it was to try and win favour with them to show that he, he was on. Their Basically, side. I could have beaten all those men up in there. And I did, and they didn't you, show you, it. They you, had to cut it out you, for legal you, reasons. You, you could have blown on his chin, and he would have been knocked out. Okay, this is, we get, I get the I get the boxing. Oh, you, oh, you a can... phone call from Florida. It's not Amir Khan, is it? <laughs> Doubt it. Is, is he with his wife at the moment? Or have they split up again? I mean, that's that's um, back back and forth and forth. They, they can split up, up and they can get together in a, in a couple of minutes. Yeah, the I, I, I apologise. That was blown. Manny, is there a point to this call, or do you just want to reminisce about my fabulous career? I just wanted to say about that young lady, and she was nice and humble, beautiful voice. Yeah, she's a great voice. Go and buy, yeah. go and buy some of her. Go and buy a CD of hers. I will. I'll tell my kids to sort of get it out. Um, oh, I tell you, I tell um, you, um, uh, I, 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 yeah, all right. Thanks, Manny. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I, um, I'll tell you in a bit. Oh. I had a good cry today. Do you know why? Not a good cry, a little weep. Right. And do you know why I had a little weep? I've got a new album. Right. It's not the greatest album, actually, that this, this act has ever done. 
But I had a little weep at the new Divine Comedy Live album. And do you know why I wept? I was grateful. I was grateful that I'm alive while Neil Hannon is still doing concerts and making records. I was grateful because they're flipping ace the Divine yeah. Comedy. Neil Hannon is out of this world. And it's, 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 it's quite a nice live album. Um, but I was just a little tear rolled down my cheek because I was grateful for, for the Divine Comedy because they're brilliant. Neil Hannon is brilliant. I think one of the shows, I think the, um, I think the show that we saw in Manchester is, is represented on this. It's it's live in Europe, but I think um, one of the Manchester shows is. Uh, that was one of the best gigs, yeah. best venues I've ever been to. It was great. Yeah, it was great. I, I, anyway, I'm grateful that Neil Hannon exists. Love you, Neil. Thank you for the, the music. Good evening, Will. Hello, animals. Now, animals that are rude or whatever cats was. Animal euphemisms. I don't. I don't understand the difference. No, no you've got. There isn't one. a difference. Which one would you like to? Which one would you like to to do? Animals that are rude, or whatever cats was. <sighs> don't make me choose, guys. I don't want to be put in the middle of your. Who? Just, do you love best, no, mummy or daddy? Catherine, that's not the game. It totally is. And that is out of order. That is not the game. The game is, which is the best phone-in? If we both call Will, who does he run to? Animals. All right, Will. 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 Come on, Will. Come on, Will. Come, Come on, Will. Will. Come on, Will. Come on, Will. Beautiful boy. Will. 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 Have a biscuit. Uh, oh, we seem to have lost him now. I'm not quite sure. Oh, that's sure. tight. No, I'm not sure. It wasn't my fault. It was a technical thing. I don't know what happened. Uh, Valerie, in Florida, United States of America, stay there because we have to go to the news um, because this country's falling apart. And Sorry, well, I don't know what happened there. It wasn't our fault. You just, I think your phone battery probably You're died. you such a bad loser. Not at all, not at all mate. Oh. Not at all. Uh, but uh, when we come back for the news, we're going to go to Florida. We're going to speak to Valerie. It's going to be awesome. What's this? Ian, I must apologise for my text the other night. I was trying to be witty about your taste in music. Um, okay, Jamie, I've no idea what that refers to, but thanks so much indeed. It's appreciated. Apologies are always appreciated. Phone up and say you're sorry for stuff, guys. Let's, let's be big about it. 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, some weeknights from 10. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Divine comedy. How could, honestly, a, t- a tear so came down my uh, my cheek today as I just thought, God bless the divine comedy. God bless Neil Hannon. Aren't we lucky to to live in a world where he is still pumping out records and still doing tours? You ever get the chance? Go and see him live, man. Loose Cannon, it's called. It's a pun. Oh. Isn't it? Canon. Cause, yeah, because Canon is, is, is like the collection of there we go, work. There you go, you see? Well done. Well done. Um, oh, three, four, Thanks. four. Thanks. I, I live for your approval. Oh, well, I, I like you to... I like to... I could tell you things, but I think it's better for you... That I already know most of them, yeah. If you work them out, your Okay. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back, which is important, because it means you can call us from anywhere in the world, which is what exactly what Valerie has done. Good evening, Valerie. Good evening. How are you this evening? Valerie, I'm on top of the world. How are you in, You're in Florida, are you? Yes, sir, I am. I just wanted to give you guys a big old wave your way, and I wanted to say hello to my husband, John. You've spoken with him before about his book he had published, The King of Poetry from the Ancient Wars of Ireland. Now, Valerie, hang on a second, because you, you, you're breaking up ever so slightly, and I want to get this. Um, we, we, did, we, did, we read extracts from your husband's book, didn't we? Um, yes, you, you purchased it and you guys discussed it, you read part of it, and he wanted to let you know he has another book coming up in a few months ready to be published, and it's called The Chronicles of the Wizard of Avalon, and when it's ready, he would love to give you a call. Dude, the Chronicles of the... Sorry, of the Avalon. The Chronicles of the Wizard of Avalon, because the line isn't the greatest thing. Uh, Valerie, this is fantastic. I remember this. We found this, and he... he, he am I right that he publishes these himself online? Um, yes, he uses a company called Page Publish, and they're in Staten Island, New York. Yeah. And this is his second one. And he thought it was great to discuss it with you and let everybody know about it. Man alive. Okay, well, this is great. We love this. And when we were, I bought this book online, and we read some extracts from it, and we spoke to uh, your husband, and it was it was a joy. And we on this show, Valerie, we celebrate uh, creativity, and we you know we have big stars on, and we have small people small small people on that haven't been discovered yet, but still have uh, something to say because we know how difficult it can be for your voice to be heard. When is the new book coming out, Valerie? Uh, probably within the next three to six months. So as soon as it's available, he'll give you a call and he'll let you know. It'll be on all the same websites as the other one, okay. Kindle.com, all that. I'm going okay. to pray, Valerie, that bef- before that happens, either you get a new phone or we get a phone line that works because we can hear you, but it's not the greatest. Um, but yeah, listen, when uh, when the book comes out, Get him to get in touch. Here's my guarantee. I'm buying a copy. I'm buying a copy of your husband's book because I bought the last one and I'm more than happy to send a few dollars your way. So next time, um, when it comes out, Valerie, give us a call. Um, We will order that we will pay for the book live on the show um, and we'll have a chat about it and maybe we'll read some bits out and see if we can sell you a few copies. How about that? That would be wonderful. And you all have a wonderful day. Well, actually, evening on yeah. your end. <laughs> yeah. Have a happy year. 
What's, what's the old What's the old man complaining about now? <laughs> what's he What's he moaning about? Listen, Valerie, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to that loser. I think he was wishing you a happy new year. Oh, so that, be gracious. Oh, in that case, a happy new year to you. <laughs> hey, listen, it's so nice to talk to you, Valerie. Thank you, and um, we will speak to you both very, very soon. Okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you very yeah. much, and take care, everybody. I hope you had a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Hey, have you been drinking? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, get get a few down, you. It sounds like you need it. Uh, and, and the same to you, my friends, and we will speak very, very soon. Thank you so much for the call. All right, thank, thank you. you. Take bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. 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 I remember nothing. I remember that. What nice people. What lovely people. I can't remember how we discovered the book. Did they phone us up? How did we discover their book? We did discover it, and um, I bought it. I don't, I don't buy online, you know, digital books very often. How did we discover? I think they phoned us. Did they, Sam? They did. They phoned us, didn't they, to say I've got a book out? And I thought, well, that's got to be worth. A f- that's got to be worth a few quid. He's taking the balls to phone up a radio station. You could have got Matthew Wright or Julia Hartley Brewer. Um, and can you, you know, imagine? Can you imagine? Um, that, that was lovely. I'm not buying everyone's book, by the way. If you, if you, I, I can't afford it. I'm skint at the moment. I'm real, I'm yeah, he spent a fortune on my chat. It's fate. And I should be getting a new one soon, shouldn't yes, I? Right. I hope so. I hope so. Let's cast some runes and find out. So far, animals that are rude. We've got uh, puppies. Uh, we've got beaver. We've got snake. <laughs> God. Maggot. Um, we've got um, a, a ponies. Oh, yeah, you feed those. You feed the pony. The, the pony is the clitoris. The vagina... Just the whole area. The whole downstairs ladies' area. The pony. Um. Oh, pussy. Let's get that one out. Oh, we can. Um, um, pussy. So we've got puppies, puppies, beaver, snake, pony, pussy. Um, ferret? No. I mean, it just sounds rude, though, doesn't it? Is this... Oh! Uh, the monkey. What's that? Get spanked. Oh, spank the monkey, choke the chicken. Here we go. <laughs> Is there an animal called the snatch? No. Is there not? No. Okay. All right. Okay. This is great. This is great. This is the best fighting we've ever done. And none of you've got the brains. It's of the just balls. me and you playing it. No one's got these guys. Haven't got the brains or the balls to phone in. And also, we may not be transmitting this show online. Uh, someone messaged me. Said, you know the show. We can't listen to you online. Oops. Um, so we've got pu- puppies, beaver. Snake, pony, pussy, monkey, chicken. Um, um, the cod? Is the cod? No. Cod isn't a thing. Um, okay, well, that's a good... That's a good... And this is what we're going to call it. The horny zoo. <laughs> or the petting zoo? No, the ho- the heavy petting zoo. The heavy, the heavy petting zoo. There we go. <laughs> the heavy petting zoo. This is great. This is great. These are ideas. I'm sure we're missing something obvious. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you guys want to take part, you're very welcome. Puppies, beaver, snake, pony, pussy, monkey, chicken. Just think. Um, half an hour ago, we said goodbye to uh, one of Britain's greatest singer-songwriters. Yeah. Now we're playing this. Well, I'm sure she would have had a few. I, I wish she'd have gone earlier because I wanted to get into this as <laughs> quickly as we could. I'm joking. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. People aren't calling in about this. Well, I think these I think these people are losers, basically. People are disappointed that we're not out on College Green talking about Brexit. 
Brexit. I, I, here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm still hoping. I'm still holding out for my red, white, and blue Brexit. Yeah, what was that? I know Brexit means Brexit, but has anyone said what Brexit means yet? <laughs> Apart from Brexit, you know we're all screwed, yeah. You know we're all absolutely screwed. Yeah, was, but someone determined that we're going to be screwed because listening, that's what we asked for. I was listening to a bit. It was John Nicholson, wasn't it? Last night I listened to a bit. Of it. I never normally listen to the show when it's it's my show when I'm not in, but it was so it was so such an alien yeah. co- you know format to us. I listened to a bit in bed, and I just thought. Yeah, yeah, we're screwed. We are absolutely screwed. Hey, look at oh, this. Oh, hang on, Maz. Of course, the ass. <laughs> How could we forget? Thank you, Maz. Thank you, Maz. Um, Keith and the girl are doing their annual awards and oh. they're asking for nominations. And mm. I just so happened to have seen that Keith just tweeted this. I vote for Ian Lee for Best Silent Trainers trailer's bonus show on YouTube. Ian is fantastic. I'm fantastic. And I'm still amazed how Keith can get Hemda's obscure yet oddly specific references. Um, That's the second time because I was listening to their podcast today and someone else wrote in about your um, silent trailers. I'm big in America. They said that um, they were laughing so much they woke their wife or something. Wow. Their wife was dead. Um... Okay, so I could be up for a big, a big award in New York. I might have to fly out for the ceremony. You, you could be in for a cat guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, Like the coconuts. Um, thank you, anonymous uh, texter. Tit. Let's go to... This is a... There, we, there wasn't being rude. That was their suggestion. I wasn't being rude. I mean, uh, then we could go into great tit, blue tit. Big tit. Is there a big that tit? is the great tit. Okay, right. Um, let's Comment go, it. Let's go to... Um, oh, I've got another one. Swallow. Let's go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This is the most fun. Good evening, Damo. Hey, good evening. Good evening, Damo. Welcome to the show. That's a good voice. Welcome I to the show. To, um, I, I just wanted to add the explicit petting zoo. It's called the heavy petting zoo. It's, you oh, know, it's not the explicit pet- petting zoo. Come on, we're cleverer than that. Go on, what you got? Um, oh, cracking! I forgot. Oh, jeez. Um, no, the ringworm. <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> oh, I, I, do you know, I'm going to put it down, just because I'm scared you might get violent. <laughs> okay, no, no, that's cool. The ringworm. Okay. Is that the it, Damo? Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, that's it. That's it. This is why I love this, this, is why I love this job. Caroline's on the line. Good evening, Caroline. Hi there. Have you got any suggestions for the heavy petting zoo? No, I haven't. Oh. Um, Good, she's more sensible than me. Can that. I read them to you? Uh, no. Oh. May I ask why? Oh, Carol, I'm sorry, my dear. I didn't realise you were upset. Go on, Caroline. Ignore my stupidity and my frivolity. What's going on? Just, so just say that. Just take a deep breath. We've got, we've got no rush. We've got all the time in the world. Just take a deep breath. And just, there's, there's, um, I apologise from the bottom of my heart for being frivolous and silly. I didn't realise that you you were so upset. Okay. Uh, that's all right. We'll get there. So just take your time, okay. and let us. When you're ready, you let us know what's going on. Okay. 
Even the bits with Catherine in. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You it's know. So horrible. No, I'm doing. Well, <laughs> well. I, I, but thank you for the kind words. But why? Why do you need something to keep you going? What's what, what's um, what, what's happening for you? Oh, I'm hiding it from people. Yeah. It's exhausting doing that, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Really exhausting, putting on a, what they, I believe they call a brave face. Really? How long's this been going on for? Um, a, a, a long time. Um, yeah. Have you spoken to anyone about it? No. So I'm not... 57 years old. How old did you say, 37? 57. 57, OK. Yeah. OK. got three grown-up children yeah. who I'm looking after. Um... Oh, gosh, sorry, I'm completely shaking. Don't uh, apologise, Carol. You've got loads to apologise for at all. Um... So, uh, is, and are you, you, they're, they're grown up, do they still live with you? No, no. Um, Say that again, Caroline, because it's, it's a little bit tricky to hear you. Yeah, I'm really sorry. You've got nothing um, to be sorry about at all. But as I said, that, um, your programme's made me feel like I'm normal. Yeah, wow. That's That's very flattering. Um, and that's very kind of you to say. Thank you. That means a lot to both of us. So thank you for that. Um, but so your kids are adults. Yep. And they still live with you. No. They don't. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, do you do you speak fine. to them regularly? Um, I'm sorry. I'm shaking too much. I don't know what to do. Okay. Do you speak to your kids at yeah, all? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I don't want to because I'm frightened. You don't want to because. Uh, okay. Okay. Like once, once living abroad. Right, once abroad. Okay. Um, they help us. Once living abroad. They've got they've got lives of their own and they've got lo- you know stuff on their own plate. Absolutely. And yes. you don't want to, as a mum, you don't want to worry them or upset them. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. I get that. Of course, I get that. Um, I totally get that. All, all, all I listen. All I can do is share my kind of experience and stuff. Okay. So I can't I can't tell you what to do. But yes. I would um, be so upset. If I found out that my mum had been living in pain for for any amount of time, but, you know, for years it sounds like, I would be so upset if I found out my mum had been living in pain and she felt that she was unable to talk to me. Okay. Do you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do, I totally understand, but I can't do it, I can't do it, you know, because... You have to be the strong one, don't you? 
you have to be the strong one. No, here's, here's the thing. No. You don't. You don't. Listen, if they're babies, you know, they're, 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 they're little kids, then there probably is something in that. There certainly is something in that in terms of being in front of them. Um, but they're adults. Hey, listen, if you're... Is it your son that's at university? Yeah, my youngest son. Yeah. Here's the thing now. They didn't have... It wasn't a thing when I was at university 25 years ago. But now, universities are so hot on mental health and depression. Because so many young people, as you know, so many young people take their own lives. So universities... That's what I'm worried about. That I'm worried about that um, if I share my problem that he's... Sorry, you're saying that you're worried that if you share what's going on with you with your youngest, what that he might he might kill himself? Yeah. That ain't gonna happen. I can tell that that's one that's one fact I can tell you. That ain't gonna happen. Really? Yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna kill himself because of you struggling. No, 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 that's not gonna happen. That's your that's you being depressed. That's the, the sickness in your head. Of course you can. Of course you can. Well, I can't because um, I can't tell you. Okay. Is there any? He's gay. He's gay. Sorry. He's gay. He's gay. Yeah. Right. I didn't have a problem with that. Right. Are you are you saying I'm, I'm going to ask some questions that might sound dumb, but it's just because I'm trying to get. Are you saying that your depression is because he's gay? No, not at all. No, okay, that's fine. I didn't think so. I just had to check. Why does him being gay mean you can't tell him how you feel? Because of the prejudice. The prejudice towards him being gay? Absolutely. Okay. Has he experienced prejudice, a lot of prejudice? Probably not, I suppose. Well, I, I, I don't know. His thing, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a straight guy, so I don't know. I know that it still goes on. I know that it still happens. I also know it's considerably better than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And... Um, also, universities, again, man, universities are great places for young gay people because um, they're very open, they're very um, embracing of all different genders and sexualities and lifestyles. And uh, here's the thing, there'll be loads of gay guys there as well. Right. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't worry about... I wouldn't worry about him getting, you know, prejudiced because he's gay and then you creating any more burden. Here's, Go on, Catherine. Here's something I'd suggest, Caroline. Uh, the gay people I know, they understand a lot about what it's like to try and keep something under wraps and how unhealthy that can be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I've... Um... I think he'd get it, you know. Yeah, no, I think... Um... Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't apologise. We're so glad that you're trusting us with it. I think um, I'm just having to um, 
I'm so sorry. Um, it's, I haven't even told my husband, is it? It's, it's really difficult to hear, Caroline, because you're upset because it's not the greatest alliance. Just say that that bit again about. Did you mention your husband? Yeah. Go on. What what's happened there? Well, I haven't told him about anything because I can't because it's old school. He ah, uh, he's a uh, he's a stiff upper lip. Pull your socks up, brigade. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I know so many people who've been surprised who have approached you know, parents or partners and thinking, oh, God, they're going to tell me to get my act together. I know so many people who've been surprised by the reaction they've got. So you never know. Um, But maybe you don't go directly to him. Have you spoken to your doctor? Um, well... I'm, um... No. <laughs> there you go. Well done. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad we got there in the end. I could feel a little bit of bullshit coming along, and I'm glad you were honest. Um, do you have you got a doctor that you think you could talk to about this? No. Um, okay. So um, my depression's got so bad that um, I've I've. Um, Laid in bed for four days. Mm, yeah. Um, I um, gave up alcohol um, many years ago, mm. and then relapsed. Um, I haven't drank for a week now. Um, well done, good for you. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm embarrassed because I. You know, because I drank last week. And, uh, Can I ask how did you stop for stop drinking alcohol for a reason? Yeah. What was yeah. the reason? Just say it. I don't know who you are. So, you know, I don't know who you are. There's no comeback from me, so just say it. Okay. Um, I lost both my parents. And then I lost my younger brother. You lost a younger brother? Okay, how did you lose him? He died through alcoholism. Ah, so he was an alcoholic, was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lousy way to go, isn't it? The poor soul. Absolutely. <clears throat> I feel really sorry for you, and I feel sorry for your parents. I feel really sorry for your brother that... Um, uh, he, he died like that. Yeah. So, do you think? So, he was do, lovely. I bet he was. I bet he was adorable. What was his name? Ian. Ian. Now, did he spell it the right way or the wrong way? <laughs> the right way. With the I A I N. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. Um, 
horrible. Yeah, I bet he was. How long ago did he pass away? It was so many years ago. H- how many years ago? Seven. Seven. So st- still fairly recent. Yeah. And you've never got over it, have you? No. 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 Do you... Do you blame yourself for it? Yes. Because you couldn't stop him drinking? Yep. Yeah. Did you try and stop him drinking? No, I didn't know. You didn't know? I didn't know. No. Here's the thing I do know. Okay. Even if you'd have sat down with him and tried to save him, even if you'd have... Whatever you'd have done... You couldn't have stopped him drinking. No. You couldn't have. He was lovely. Yeah, I bet he was. Honestly, I can't tell you. He was just a lovely man. Yeah. But I didn't know. But I was his older sister. I I blame myself. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Of course you do. That's natural. Um... But again, you could not have stopped him drinking. Listen, you're talking to someone who's a drug addict and an alcoholic. No one, the only person that stopped me taking drugs was me. Really? It was me. No, and I had um, people around me begging me. I had a partner begging me. I had family, my sister begging me. The only person that stopped, that could stop me, was me. When I'd had enough. No one else stopped me. Uh, and, you know, that, I know that isn't necessarily going to make you feel any better, but I think it's a really important thing. But did you feel guilty, though? Did you just, just people, you know, you're obviously a really kind, nice person, but, but did you um, hate yourself for that? Or, or Yeah, 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 of course I did. I hated myself. I was full of shame. Right. I was full of guilt. I, I was full of anger for everyone that tried to stop me, even though they were doing it out of love. Oh, it's horrible. It's a really yeah. horrible, lonely place. But the important thing to know is you could not have stopped him. You could have locked him, you know, on a desert island without booze. He'd have found a way to make booze. You know, okay. this is it. Now, when you, you say you stopped drinking, Caroline, is that because, is that out of respect for your brother or is that because you identified as an alcoholic? Well, it's all good, well and good people telling you, but did you, do you, did you think that you're an alcoholic? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And how did you stop drinking alcohol for all those years? Willpower, I suppose. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, I relapsed last week and... I'm really angry with myself, Gosh, and that's why I won't go to a doctor, because I'm just too embarrassed. Yeah, the embarrassment. Here's the thing, the embarrassment is huge, but the embarrassment is a killer as well. Oh, really? Oh, God, the embarrassment is a killer. Okay. And um, the number of people that have died from embarrassment is is, is huge. I'm just... Um, so you didn't you didn't go to AA... Or have a counsellor or speak to your doctor or anything? You just stopped drinking for all those years? 
Yeah, no, I did. I, 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 I gave up drinking for a long time. Yeah. And then I did CBT. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I did that mm. and uh, and felt really proud of myself. But um, I'm just feeling like suicidal now again and, um, and I can't tell anybody about it, which is, which is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, you've told us about it. Yeah. So you can't be overwhelmed with embarrassment you've you've you know listen i don't know you and you don't really know us um but but this is a great this is a great empowering step that you've done to to phone me and kath up and share this really intimate secret and we're both very very grateful that you felt that you can tell us that's really kind of you and you already you know 10 minutes into the phone call 20 i don't know how long we've been talking but you you sound infinitely better than you did at the start of the phone call and that's just through telling us. So, again, I'm not telling you what to do. I wouldn't. But I- I'm just wondering, if you feel that much better telling us, how much better you would feel if you did tell a doctor? Because a do- here's the thing. You go and tell a doctor you're an alcoholic and you're struggling. Then they're not going to they're not gonna laugh at you. They're not going to turn their nose up at you. They're going to help, try and help. And here's the other thing. You won't be the first person who's been in their office having that conversation that day. They've seen it all before. They'll look at you like, you know, if you take your car to a to a garage and say, right, this is what's up. They just want to look at how, how to fix you. So you ring us up and, you know, we have some experience of this and we're not judging you. This is someone who's absolutely primed to be able to help you out. Yeah. Honestly. And you, do you know what? You sound lovely. You've got absolutely nothing to be ashamed of and I know it feels like you have. But that's depression lying to you. What? Um, why did you have a drink the other week after all those years? Was that what happened? Um, because I suppose I couldn't. Um, I suppose it's because I couldn't control. I, I worry about all my children. Mm. Um, Um. It's funny, isn't it? So you're worried about all your kids. You know, one's abroad. They're all, they're all living these their lives. They're grown up lives now. Which which? Um, uh, when did the um, youngest move out of the house? <coughs> Sorry, <I've coughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a, a bug as well. That's all right. Well, um, everything worse. When, when did he move out of the house? Did he start university last September? No, September before. September before. Um, so you've had just over a year of suddenly having no kids in the house. Yep. It's tough, isn't it? That's a tough one to deal with. I, 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 you know, I, I'm coming from a slightly different perspective. I moved out of the house, but I've heard from so many people, that they call it em- the empty nest syndrome, isn't it? where you've got years of, of fussing and cleaning and will you pick up your dirty pants and all of that. <laughs> and, I mean, this isn't a hotel, all of that. Yeah. And then suddenly there's no one there. There's no one there to shout at. There's no one there to get grumpy with. There's no one there to love and cook for and clean for, which and is we all love doing for our kids as much as we moan about it. Thing, there's no distraction. Yeah. You're sat there with your thoughts. 
He's stu- the fact that he's studying. He's struggling. He's he's struggling. Yeah, with with, with the uni. You know what I mean? With the course. Has he picked Ten percent of us went to university when in our days. Yeah. And they're they're all expected to you've got two young children. You'll you'll want them to go off to university, you'll want them to do the best yeah. they can. Um you know, no, I don't think it's right for him. You don't think it's right for him? No, to no. not, but I'm hiding all this. Mm. As I said to you, you know, I'd, oh, gosh, yeah, I know I've got to come and see the doctor, and I've got to see the doctor, but I just can't. Um, does he, your son, just quickly, your son, does he think he's struggling? Has he said to you, I'm really struggling at uni? Yeah. He has said that? Okay. Okay. Um And the problem is is that I'm thinking, you know, okay, Charlie, do what you have to do, but you need a, a plan B. You know, I don't want, I don't want him to go down to the same route. Yeah. Oh God, you're a really good mum. That's what I'm, I'm getting that's what I'm getting from this. You're a good mum that loves your kids and you want the best for your kids. His Here's one of the things, though. Um, we kind of have to let our kids fail. Yeah, I we? know that, I know that, I know that. But, um... We have to let them, you know, try stuff and do it to the best of their ability and sometimes it'll work and, and quite often it won't work. And um, they need to be able to come back and be able to lick their wounds and, and, and come up with something else. <laughs> shit man life is shit <laughs> yeah. it is it is tough and i look at people who seem to sail through it and i think how the hell are you doing this you know yeah, absolutely. when i there are, i have days like you yours caroline where I, I can't get out of bed can't get out of bed can't get out of bed and put my socks on and you see people just seem to coast through life and yeah. uh you know what i'm sure those people are struggling too in their own way do you think so yeah i do i do maybe not in the same way but I think those people have got their own issues, their own problems, their own moments of self-doubt and um, self-loathing, and you know, and and being a f- feeling like a failure. Yeah. You're not a failure. It sounds like you've done a, an amazing job so far as a mum. Um, you've still got a lot of work to do. I know they don't live there, but it ain't over. Um, but it sounds like you've done a cracking job so far. Listen, you've done a good job in several accounts. You've done a good job in not giving up when your brother died. Because yeah. that's tough. You've done a really good job carrying on when Ian died. Yeah. So well done for that. Um, and carrying on being a mum. And having three kids who are scattered around the world. Yeah. They're doing those things... Partly because of you. Really? Of course they are. Of course they are. Imagine having the... Co- 
imagine having the confidence to go and start a new life abroad. Yeah. Imagine. And that confidence, will a significant part of that confidence, will have come from you and the way you brought them up. Well. There's other factors. There's school and there's friends and there's dad and there's... But the, 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 the influence that a mum has... Is huge, and to get to, one of your kids to have the confidence to go to uni, the other one to have confidence to go and live abroad. That's amazing. You did that. You've made them feel like all this is possible. You should be really proud of yourself. Well, I've not thought of it like that. No, and that's part of the problem with depression and with alcoholism. If you are an alcoholic, I don't know, is that it makes us. Um, they make us think the worst of ourselves, and. They, we don't get to see or recognise the good stuff that we've done that to other people is blindingly obvious. You've done an amazing job so far. When oh. did um, when did your uh, youngest come out to you? Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, Basically, um, he um, got mugged um, in London um, by three young men. Yeah. Um, He got his phone stolen and everything. He was just walking down the road with a girl, um, and he got mugged, basically. um, And he'd had a few to drink, um, and then he told me. Yeah. Uh, how old? I don't have a problem with that pleasing. No? I don't. I, but I, you know, as I said earlier, that I, I, it's just there will be prejudice. I know yeah, there will be. Unfortunately, there will be. But again, yeah. if he, not every gay man or woman, even now in 2019, not every gay person is able to tell their parents because. Um, they might think that their parents might be angry. Some parents get this. Some parents still kick their kids out for being queer. Imagine. Really? So, oh yeah, it still happens in 2019. So again, that's another brilliant thing you've done. You have um, created an environment where your son, who's feeling crap because he got mugged, is able to tell you that he's gay. Yeah. Not every gay person can do that to their mum or dad. They can't. So no, again, that's he another hasn't told bonus. his dad, you see, and I'm hiding that. He hasn't told his dad? No. Aye, well, that's a big secret for you to carry. Yeah. His dad wouldn't, his dad wouldn't be keen? No. Oh, man. Ah, oh, my families, huh? Yeah. Who'd have them? Yeah, They're so yeah. complicated. Well, well done you for being the parent. And again, it's you having to carry a secret, it's not fair, but... Well done you being the parent that your your gay son, when he was feeling at his lowest point, was able to come and talk to you about it. Again, that's amazing. This is brilliant mumming. That's good. That's good. But I just um, I just still feel suicidal. I, 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 I don't know how to get out of that suicidal feeling. Right, OK, we're going, to give you, we're going to give you a phone number in a minute. So have you got a pen and paper? No, of course I haven't. Well, you go and get one, then. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, let me play some adverts, because I'm way behind in the adverts. Can, so right. You've got a couple of minutes. Go and get a pen and paper. Okay. All right? 
Okay. All right, Caroline. No, thank you for calling us. Stay there. We'll come to you in a minute. This is Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Just want to say, um, we're here every weeknight from 10. Ansky, you're a prick. Let's go back to Caroline, who's hopefully got a pen and paper. Have you got a pen and paper now? Yes, I have. Good. Right, 116. 116. 123. 123. Read it back to me, please. 116123. That's the Samaritans. Have you ever called the Samaritans before? Yes. Have you? Yeah. How did it go? Well, they can't help, can they? Well, they can't. No, they can't give you advice. They're not allowed to give you advice. But listen, I've been. In a similar place to you, right, where I've actually wanted to kill myself and I've been ready to do it. Re- re- absolutely ready to do it. I found the spot I was going to do it. Just had to go and buy some rope. That's how I was going to do it. Um, and I thought, right, before I do that, I'm just going to find the Samaritans. J- just see. And they didn't fix it. They couldn't offer me any advice, couldn't give me any suggestions. But it was just enough of a pressure release that at the end of the phone call, for te- after 10 minutes, I didn't want to kill myself. I still felt lousy. Right. But I didn't want to die. Okay. And that's that's it. That's it. It okay. just released a little bit, enough pressure to help me get to bed that night and, and wake up the next day. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, right, listen, we're coming to the end of the show. Yeah. And so we're running out of time. I'd like to speak... What day are we now? Wednesday? Are we Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to get paid today. I didn't get paid. <laughs> um... Maybe we could speak either tomorrow or Friday. Um, what do you mean? Um, well, maybe uh, you could phone up the show tomorrow night, or Thursday or Friday. Just so that we know that you don't have to, you're under no obligation, but just so that we know you're still alive, to put it bluntly. OK. You don't sound convinced. Um, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll send the Samaritans. Um, OK. You've been, as I said to you, uh, you've kept me going. Good. I want to keep you going a bit longer because um, I like you, and um, I, I think you're doing a, you're doing a grand job. And you've had a lot of um, crap to have to wade through. I'm really sorry for um, Ian. I'm really sorry for the loss of your brother. That's horrendous. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, Caroline, that your, br- your brother died. My name's not Caroline. Are you, is you using a different name? Yeah. That's fine. Don't worry about that. It's totally understandable. You don't have to tell us your real name. Of course you don't. But it's not your fault. And um, I think you need to start trying to realise that. OK. OK. Hey, no, listen, thank you for calling. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I promise tomorrow night between me and Catherine, tomorrow night from 10 o'clock, can we just dick around for three oh, hours? absolutely, I'll to note that down. To keep her entertained, yes, OK? Yes, We're going we're gonna to do absolute Tom Dickery. Um, <laughs> and, l- listen, there are so many people that will help you, Caroline, if you ask for it. Your doctor will not judge you, and 
may be able to get you some more CBT, may be able to get you some meds. There's no shame in taking antidepressants whatsoever. It doesn't have to be forever. So that, there's a couple of options there. The Samaritans, it's great just to talk to them. You can give them any name you want. They don't know your phone number. They don't know anything about you. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe just start considering if you had to tell, talk to one of your kids, you don't, here's the thing, you don't have to tell them everything, and I'm not tell, saying you should do it, but maybe just think which one of the three kids is perhaps robust enough that you could maybe have a chat with them about stuff. It's not fair, though, Ian, is it? I just don't want to No, 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 no. Listen, life ain't fair, but sometimes the kids have to look after us a little bit. It's not doing them... You're doing them a disservice by not talking to them about it. I think you have to... It would be helpful to try and get that mindset out of your head that not that telling them is unfair. I'm not convinced. I'm really... No, I know you're not. Should I tell you what... Can I say something really brutal? Yeah, do. I tell you what would be more unfair is if they they got a phone call one day saying you killed yourself. That would be more unfair on them. And I I really hate to be so blunt, and I'm sorry, but that would be more unfair. Do, do Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That would be more unfair on them. All you've got to do tonight is get some sleep. That's it. All you've got to do is get your head down and get some sleep and wake up for another day. That's it. That's hard, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's really tough. It's a real tough one, but I know you can do it. I've got confidence that you can do it. Really? You've just got to get through tonight. <sighs> yeah. Yeah? Okay, thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate you've given us a lot to think about. And I appreciate you sharing that with us, Caroline. All right? Okay. All right. Take care, love. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Paul, this is all over the. Come in, Paul. All over the world. All over the country. All in this, it's, there's just poor souls everywhere, man, struggling and to that's get another by thing. that poor woman. Have been blaming li- herself for her brother's death. Exactly. And there'll been someone listening to this, more than one person, <laughs> thinking, oh, that sounds like me. It reminded me hearing Caroline there, and I do hope and pray she's okay and yeah. realises how valuable she is and what she's achieved. And you were brilliant with her, you guys, as ever. But there's a great American writer from the mid-19th century called uh, Henry David Thoreau, you might have read. He wrote a book called Walden, and he basically gave up his life in the city. He knew great people like Emerson, and, and, he, gave up his, and he went to live in Walden, basically in a cottage. Mm. And he kind of lived, and he wrote about his meditations. And there's a line in that, and he says, most men lead lives, and he meant women as well, most men and women lead lives of quiet desperation. Mm. And it's the quiet thing, isn't it? And that's what, and then it builds yeah. up and builds up, and then, you know, things sometimes explode, I'm, or you feel you can't control things. I'm anymore. one of those people that, from, from like, my 20s, I would just go and talk, talk about stuff. I got it, I would go and talk to a doctor, go and, I've seen loads of therapists, I go to 12-step meetings, and I would sit there and go, I'm going through this, and it, it helps so much. But there are so many people that... that they can't. They can't. The, the, the talking about stuff is like seen as, as a, a weakness or a shame or, or, or all of that. And something I got from Caroline was she's got a lot of compassion for everyone else. Mm. Now, if she were her own sister, 
What would she say yeah, to herself? She'd exactly. want to look after herself. You got this one, Caroline. You got this one. I didn't. Like, look, I, I was about to do this before we spoke to Caroline. The story about this. This is Paul. I'm going to try and get. If I can get him, I'll give him to you guys because you deserve it. No, you do. You do. Um, a five-minute cut of Africa by the U.S. band Toto is the only track on a solar-powered MP3 player attached to six speakers erected somewhere in the dunes of the world's oldest desert. That's amazing, isn't it? Right there. That's a whole show. Yeah, surely that breaches the country code in some way. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, they shut the gate behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically. So I've had it's a few people pointed this out to me today. So it's, it's it's basically playing Africa in the desert forever on a loop, yeah. an eternal loop. So when we are all right. when the co- the cockroaches usurp us and take over the earth, <laughs> somewhere a part of Africa will be forever Toto. Gosh, um, Paul Ross, what's in your show tonight, please, mate? Well, um, we are marking 150 years of Heinz. Their ketchup is 150 years old this year. We are crossing to the Heinz Museum, of course we are, in the USA. We're also going to be crossing to the University of Buffalo in America because there's a lab there, and this sounds like the start of a brilliant high-concept either TV series or film from the 90s, where they are brewing their own lava. They don't understand enough about lava, the volcanologists. They know kind of how it's caused. They don't understand what happens inside it. So they are, even as we speak, making their own lava. Isn't lava just like really, 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 really hot rock? You might think that. They are coming to rather different conclusions, I understand. Earth juice. I think you might be... (laughs) (laughs) I think you might be confusing lava and magma. I made the same textbook error. I'm sorry. I made the same text. So we're crossing live to the universe where they're brewing lava. I mean, you know what happens in society, though? Five years down the line, kids will be buying that as a Christmas gift. Yeah, they will. Dad, I'm I'm bored with the lava. Like these places where they make clouds. You know, they make clouds in like big laboratories and they have. They can create lightning, and now they're making lava. Well, a- Albert Speer, when he was the architect for Hitler, he designed this huge, hideously vulgar building, a huge building, mm. a huge building, and it would have been so big and so high, it would have had its own weather system inside. You'd been inside a building, seriously, clouds would yeah. have formed, and there'd have been rain inside the building. It says here that you've been an architect before. Who was it you worked for before? It was Hitler. Ah, thanks very much indeed. Yes, we'll pass on this. Uh, any, any chance of a reference? <laughs> Paul Ross is up next. Thank you, uh, Narina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, some show tonight, guys. We're back tonight. Fingers crossed at 10. This is Talk Radio.